اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم آئی سیک ریفیوج ود اللہ فرام دا شیطان دا اسٹون بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم ود دا نیم آف اللہ موسٹ گریشس موسٹ مصفل السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ پیس اینڈ بلیسنگز اینڈ مرسی آف اللہ ٹو آل آف یو لیڈیز اینڈ جنٹمین دا ٹاپک از واٹ القرآن سیز اباؤٹ ابلیس ٹرانسلیٹیڈ ایز ان انگلش لینگویج دا ڈیول اینڈ شیطان وچ از ٹرانسلیٹیڈ ایز سیٹن دس از دا ٹاپک دیز ٹو ورڈس ابلیس اینڈ شیطان بوتھ دیز ٹو ورڈس ہیو اکرڈ ان دی عربک لینگویج اینڈ ان دی قرآنک آیاتس and as well they are translated in english language in two words like devil and e- evil or satan for shaitan the translator is satan for iblis the translators are using in english language as a devil but in the this these are the two uh, words of a one personality the difference and as well what is the difference in these two words iblis comes from the root letter of arabic word balasa iblis and its translated translation is wrapped up in grief wrapped up is an explanatory meaning in the arabic word in the quranic ayas the word have been used as mublis and mublisun meaning the people who are wrapped up in grief totally completely they are wrapped up in grief that is the meaning of iblis balasa the root letter so now the first of all the meaning iblis means this satan shaitan means satan or evil but english word iblis is translated as devil and for shaitan the translation is satan or evil And the dictionary meaning of the shaitan, the satan in the language of the English meaning is an adversary to man. An adversary to man or opposing the man. That is the satan. So, how you are going to hear this lecture is uh, the, the difference of these two words, the meaning of these two words and the essence of the meaning of these two words. And secondly, a small comparison with the Bible also. Some certain verses I'll be quoting uh, to have a comparative view. In the Bible, this word Satan has been used only 10 times. Number of times the word Satan, the verses are total 12 verses and 7 verses together all in the whole Bible. It contains 19 times the word, this word Satan or the devil has been used. Seven verses and twelve verses. But there are many, many ayahs in the Quran which I have selected few to have a small understanding of the behavior. How the shaitan or the devil behave in a particular situation. And by the behavior of this personality, we can identify the devil and the shaitan. And as well as the huvi mankind are the, he's an adversary or the opposer of our personalities. we must understand when a human being is acting under the influence 
of the Iblis or the Shaitan. We man, Allah says in the ayahs, I will be reading it, that he is your open, clear enemy. So whenever the devil is dominating our personality and the Shaitan or the Satan as an opposer or adversary to man, he is doing it in a situation we must identify. The purpose of this lecture is to clarify the enmity among ourselves but to identify the devil in every situation how the devil is or the evil or the shaitan is reacting among us, among human beings. We, are, we, we think that there is a confrontation going on around among us but in the between is the shaitan, the devil. That is the purpose of this lecture to identify our relation with your mother, parents, children, husband, wife and the society that we live in. We must always try to identify among ourselves when a human being is being affected by the devil, the iblis or the shaitan, the satan. So for that you open Surah Saad 38 and Ayah 71. <laughs> فسجد الملائكة كلهم أجمعون إلا إبليس استكبر وكان من الكافرين. When your Lord said for the angels, surely I am creating a human being from clay, and when I have made him, made him even and breathed into him. From my spirit, then fall down prostrating for him. So the angels prostrated, all of them together, except Iblis, the devil, or the wrapped up in grief, who sought greatness and became from the rejectors. <clears throat> now, this is a, an example or and narration or an event narrated by Allah about an incident that is been, been taking place between the angels and man, for man. So Allah says to the angels that I am going to create a human being from clay. And when that human being is being created by Allah and he, Allah has made that human being evenly balanced or in proportion, then Allah breathed into him, into that man from his spirit. And when the spirit is being breathed into that man, Allah says to the angels, bow down for this person. Now the question is, what is ruh? Is it a part of Allah? There are certain misunderstanding. In the world that the spirit of Allah is a part of Allah. No. Like for example, I, you have come and visited this place and I say this, this center belongs to me. So I will not say that I am the center. The center or the very people you are sitting is mine. I, I would be like an owner, but I will not say I am center. You understand? So Allah, when he says Allah breathe into, uh, into the person, his spirit, 
is not he. Allah is not spirit. Allah in the Quran is defined by his attributes. He is wudud, loving. He is khalik, the creator. He is rab, the lord or the nourisher, the cherisher. These are the qualities and the attributes by virtue we identify Allah. But when he says he breathed unto the man, his spirit is the essence of the message of Allah's ayats. But at the moment I'm telling you, the spirit or the essence, the ruh, is the book, the words that are recorded in the Arabic text, is the book of Allah, which contains the spirit, a sense in it, that when Allah's breathed into Bashar Adam, and then Allah asked the angels to bow down. In other words, Allah was asking the angels to bow down for the for the Adam or the Bashar who has got my spirit or the essence of the message of Allah. And in one of the places, Allah taught Adam the names and then asked uh, the angels to tell. They didn't tell. They, they could not. They said, "You, whatever you taught us, I can. We can tell you that." But the spirit was given to Adam that Allah taught Adam the words. And there's another place Allah taught Adam their names. So the names and the words were given to Adam. But before when Allah asked the angels to bow down, the spirit is given, the essence. And then the words were given, the usage of the words to transfer the spirit. So you must understand what I've been discussing. So now when Allah breathed or inspired the spirit of the essence of the message of Allah's words, Allah asked the angels to bow down for that person containing the spirit. So all the angels bowed down all together except the Iblis. That angel who was wrapped up in grief because of this act. So Iblis is a personality who has grievances against God. Iblis, Allah. And he, he has grievances. And anybody, any person who is, is that we have sometimes, we are hurt. Because in the ayahs of the Quran, Allah says that we will try you by giving you hurts. Allah tries mankind by the hurtnesses, by the uh, wealth, the loss of wealth, and by the hurtness in psychology. So once Allah hurts a human beings, that is not your actions are not there. So in the world, if somebody is, uh, hurt you, you want to take vengeance against that person. But you can't take vengeance against God. So what you will do, you will try to go uh, against the truth and reality of Allah's message. That is automatic. So that is how Iblis personality is introduced by Allah. That the free will was given to bow down except Iblis who was wrapped up in grief. He did not bow down because he, he sought greatness against God and he was wrapped up in grief. So now further now Allah will uh, question him for he is not bowing down. In Surah Saw 38 and Ayah 75, 76. Qala ya Iblisu ma أَمْ كُنْتَ مِنَ الْعَالِينَ قَالَ أَنَا خَيْرٌ مِّنْهُ خَلَقْتَنِي مِنْ نَارِ وَخَلَقْتَهُ مِنْ طِينَ He said, O Iblis, the devil, what prevented you to prostrate 
for what I have created with my hands. Did you see greatness or are you from the higher class? He, Iblis devil said, I am the better one from him. You created me from fire and created him from clay. Now, you must understand this is a discussion, a dialogue or a reality between Allah and the devil. You see, you must understand the most enemy to Allah, the greatest enemy to Allah is in communication with Allah. You must understand this. We think that we cannot, Allah cannot talk to us because we are so dirty and wrong. What about your, our boss, the devil? He believes the shaitan. Astaghfirullah. He is trying to misguide people. He is in communication with Allah. Allah is saying, O devil, O Iblis, Qala ya Iblis, ma mana'aka antasjida lima khalak tu bi yadayya. He said, O Iblis, what prevented you to prostrate for what I have created with my hand? What prevented you? Did you see greatness? This is Allah's explaining his psyche. Did you see greatness or are you from the higher class? These are the two points where we can pick it up from any human being in our cycle. Because you must understand these are all related to our psyche also. Any person who is in a severe complex of inferiority reversed into higher superior complex. This, he is seeking greatness and he wants to be from the higher class. Why? Because of the fact that Allah chose Adam for buying down. Now he felt low. Anybody chosen from above another, anybody who is above another person, you, think, you feel you are low. In anything, any comparison. And once you think that you are lower than that person created by God Almighty, you cannot fight Allah but you will be wrapped up in grief because Allah did not choose you. And then once you are wrapped up in grief, you will have this psychological inferiority complexes converted into superior complex. That you will seek greatness and become high class to prove that this choice of Allah is wrong. Which you cannot. You cannot prove Allah Almighty because Allah knew everything. He did it purposely. So you cannot prove God Almighty, but the point is His own standards and He, Allah is asking, did you see greatness or you are from the higher class? So I am trying to explain that the higher class is related to a severe inferiority complex. And to see greatness is a severe inferiority complex. Any human being suffering for superior, serious inferiority complex, see greatness in the world. So he, he, was, he had the superior inferiority complex in the eyes of God. So he went against God because Allah chose that personality. So then he gives the argument. And the argument is, He, Iblis, devil said, I am the better one from him. You created, from the, created, created me from the fire and created him from the clay. Now he says, who the Iblis, the devil, he said, Ah, you Allah, you have created me from fire and you created him from, from the clay. Now he is trying to compare between the creation between himself and the man. But the most important point 
you must understand and you all when you are listening to an ayah must not forget the spirit the essence the spirit and the essence is that allah said when i breathe into him the my spirit then you fall down so he did not discuss here the spirit or the essence of the message of allah's ayah the purpose he went into an argument just the mere words that you created him from fire me me from fire and him from clay what about the spirit allah said when i make him even or proportion then when i spirit breathe into my spirit then you fall down in other words allah was asking to bow down to adam who has got the spirit the knowledge of the essence of allah's message with the the, the angels did not have it so that is what the purpose of the person he said no i am better than him so now you must understand this kind of complex of i am better than him i have been created from fire and him from clay so you must understand in the world on this basis i am better from the very young age we are programmed into this kind of philosophy i am better than him in competitions of knowledge in competitions of sports every human being is trying to be a better person in the eyes of a man continuously not in the eyes of allah almighty but in the eyes of man he is continuously having competition trying to influence other people by saying that i am better than you gaining tremendous amount of knowledge gaining tremendous amount of wealth having well, there are many many issues every issue is based on this argument that i am better which is a inferiority complex severely inferiority complex why you want to say over a man wants to say i am better because the allah is not choose you so you want to convince god almighty towards what so that is why you take up the standards and you compare yourself with another man or with the other person so let me clarify any complex any comparison comparison between man and woman in the whole world there is a controversy going on men men are men and women in comparison comparing men and women there is no comparison between men and women then there is a, a comparison between languages this language superior to the other language then there is a comparison about our color the languages are created by god almighty the color is created by our god allah almighty why are you trying to argue and debate about languages superior language or the inferior language all the language of the world is a creation of god almighty all the color of man is a creation of god almighty so there no there is no comparison all these ayats that i am reading is a dialogue or a discussion between allah and the iblis and we are trying to understand what is the essence of the message we can derive from that understanding surah al isra 17 and ayah 62 قال اريتك هذا الذي كرمت علي لان اخرتني الى يوم القيامه لا احتنكن ذريته الا قليلا قال اذهب فمن تبعك منهم فان جهنم فان جهنم جزاؤكم جزاء موفورا he said do you see this is the one you have honored on me definitely if you will give me respite towards the day of a resurrection 
I will make him and his descendants worldly experience except a few. And he, Allah said, go away. Whosoever, whosoever follows you from them, surely hell is your reward and abundant reward. This is again a discussion going on between the shaitan and Allah, or the devil or the between Allah. This devil said further in Surah this ayah, do you say this is the one you've honored over me? Whom Allah has spread, spread into, into the person? Ah, definitely I will give, if, if you will give me respite to do, to, to, towards the day of resurrection, I will make him and his descendants worldly experience, except a few. That except a few, he will make the majority of the people worldly experience and you know this is a sentence uh, this word used in our languages when we grow as we are growing in the world in young ages uh, if I am involved in some bad habit so I would tell my another colleague who is not yet involved into that habit would you take a sip of this drink he said no 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 I, this is not my parents and this Come on, man, if you will not take and have the, if you will not have an experience, what do you know what drink is? You must have an experience of, of all the wrong things in the world. Drink something, gamble something, but you must not get habit, you don't get it, but at least you must have experience of all the wrongs. You may not have the experience of the rights, but we must have experience of the wrongs. So this shaitan is making us worldly experience continuously. And what happens when you start doing these wrong acts, you become, you don't even know that you are addicted to it and you become, it becomes a part of your personality. You try, you started off by experiencing a thing and finally you are addicted to that and it becomes totally a part of your personality. This is how he says, definitely if you give me respite, give me respite towards the day of resurrection, I will make him and his descendants Worldly experience except a few. So Allah says, He said, Go away. Whosoever follows you from them, surely hell is your reward and abundant reward. Meaning, Allah has given the open, uh, uh, He's taken at this challenge, Okay, go away. Whoever follows you from them, surely hell is your reward and abundant reward. So these all arguments that I'm discussing is basically a dialogue or a discussion, real discussion between Allah and the devil himself. So you must try to memorize these verses about these words, what he's saying it. And when in life you hear these words, you must be careful at that time. Take a guard that this, this human being is not under the influence of saying these words. You must take him as a devil, but you can understand how this understanding is coming in our lives. When you're having discussion with somebody or with yourself. Surah Al-Isra 17 and Ayah 64. وَاسْتَفْزِزْ مَنِ اسْتَطَعَةَ مِنْهُمْ بِالصَّوْتِكَ وَأَجْلِبْ عَلِهِمْ بِخَيْلِكَ وَرَاجِلِكَ وَالشَّارِكُمْ فِي الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَوْلَادِ وَعِذْهُمْ وَمَا يَعِذُمُ الشَّيْطَانُ إِلَّا غُرُرًا إِنَّ عِبَادِي لَيْسَ لَكَ عَلَيْهِمْ سُلْطَانٌ وَكَفَى بِرَبِّكَ وَكِيلًا And you stir up or excite with your voice or sound effects Whosoever is obedient from them and import on them with your thought and your masculine manners and be their partner in wealth and children and promise them 
and shaitan satan promises them promise them nothing except delusion now this these are the uh, means that is given by allah to to the shaitan okay what by which means he can stir you up by what means he will stir you up So Allah say you can stir up or excite with your voice. The first is was thafs is manistata minhum bisautika. The first word is bisautika, meaning by what you can stir up by your voice, with your voice sautika. So these are four five things. I will go one by one. So first is you can stir up. Allah is addressing to the shaitan, the devil. You can stir up. Was thafs is. Manistatata means whoever is obedient from you, whoever is an obedient servant to the shaitan, obedient to him, you can stir him up with your voice. Be sautika. The first is your voice or the sound. In Arabic, in Arabic, sout means sound or voice. So Allah is telling the iblis that you can stir up whoever is obedient to you. with your voice with your sound so i want people to think and ponder how the voice can influence and what influences the voice influences our human beings what is that that the voice the sound i'm i'm using words and you can hear my sound but at the same time you are hearing the message in the in in, in the in the words but if i start using sounds which means no meaning so let's let's say you the iblis you can stir up whoever is obedient to you with your sound or with your voice not the words or the meaning only sound not by the words i'm using words i've got a voice but i'm using words what is the only the voice which you can stir up your feelings or emotions are stirred up by the voice or the sound what is that but your emotions and the feelings are worked up then there are mean there are meanings given to different types of uh, music different notes of the music which we may not understand know anything except those people who learn music who understand music they that is a full whole time subject the person who doesn't know anything anything of those understanding of the music i also do not know but whenever i hear any music whether it is western or eastern or whatever whether it is only instrumental or whether with sound and with effect you know i start moving you know something goes wrong something happens if it's a music western it's something happens to me i just can't sit properly you know as you are people are sitting similarly if you are he, 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 this certain aspect of music is is you fear you goes into depression so this means the sound is having an effect on human brain and psyche and especially the emotions so allah say you can stir up means stir of what intelligence know the the emotions and excite with your voice whosoever is obedient from them and import on other this is the, stir, the what is happening the music or the sound effects so all type of musics all i said all 
which is having an effect of human beings is stirring by the devil. And the other word is and import on them with your thought. Something to be imported on human beings that is his, the shaitan's school of thought. When you listen to somebody, whether right or wrong, he is trying to convey some message to you. So when you are listening to something, so you are conceiving a school of thought, a, a, a view point. So Allah is telling that you, shaitan, can import on people from outside, import on them, who? The people, with your school of thought, with your thought. Be khaylika, your thought. So you see, there are schools of thought in religions. Not only schools of thought, you see the thought schools are many, many schools of thought in religions in all aspects of life. There are groups or groups of people, they are joined together by one particular school and that thought is imported by the Satan, the devil. It, the inventor of that thought is the devil. And there are many, many, many. There is no end to schools of thoughts in all fields of life. So this 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 is the second word wa ajlib alihim bikhailika wa rajilik and you can import on them your masculine manners you see masculinity is defined in the psychology given in the world this is feminine this is masculine masculine and feminine are uh, are differentiated by their character character traits and behavior there are certain character traits among women, the way they walk, the way they talk, and what talk generally they are influenced, and what kind of men talks are there, and what kind of men's body language and walk. I'm a man, I'm speaking like a man. Not, I mean to say by voice, but my personal gestures. If I start saying something like this, you know, the feminine way, so that is, I'm trying, the women have got their own way, so they, they speak like that. So this this what Allah said that that you import on them masculine manners, the masculine manners to import the masculinity. What is the masculinity? So in the world there are many many in the cultures in the societies there are different opinions about the masculinity. One is an average scientific factual masculinity and femininity, which is by by God given. But there are certain things that we and men and women both use for men. That what kind of a man are you? So I will have a, this now at this moment. I will read a comparative aspect of the Bible according to the Good News Bible, Jews and Christian faith. This is to be a faith of the Jews and the Christian because they believe this to be their book. They are trying to follow this book. And if you look into the context, the text in it, the sense and the message in it, which I am going to read now. It is addressed as a masculine behavior. Is it? As a masculine behavior. Not only there are many behaviors, but I'm just giving you the, uh, the verses where it describes the masculine behavior. For example, in Matthew 23, verse 33, Jesus is supposed to be addressing to his audience. Like I open this talk of mine by saying, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Peace and blessings and mercy of Allah to all of you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. But in the Bible, Jesus said, you snakes, you 
snakes and sons of snakes. Why is saying it? Because he's a masculine. He's showing masculinity. You hypocrites! And in Matthew 12, verse 39, how evil and godless are the people of this day. Luke 12, verse 51, do you suppose that I came to bring peace to the world? No, not peace, but divisions. This is the masculine behavior of a dictator i luke 12:49 i came to set the earth on fire and how i wish it were already kindled i have come in this world to create fire on the earth by bombs eh? by bombs and killing fire on the earth and i wish it were already kindled this is my masculinity according to the bible and further in numbers 31 17 and 18 now so now kill every boy and kill every woman who has had sexual intercourse but keep keep alive for yourselves all the girls and all the women who are virgins look at the masculine character kill every boy every girl who are adulterers or fornicators but keep alive the virgins for us to serve and keep alive the virgins and further if you look at the in levity levitates 25 word 46 and you may leave them these women virgins as an inheritance inheritance to your sons whom they must serve as long as they live first of all any girl or any boy who has sexual intercourse in the world you just kill them and the virgin girls you keep for yourself enjoy them and after when you are dying leave leave them back uh, behind to your sons that after that they can use them look at the masculine behavior women are like these are the things that the christian world and the girls of the christianity are against the men they should be against that these are the masculine character of the satan not allah not jesus this is the character or the personality behavior of a shaitan the devil it can never be the word of jesus or allah at all you understand this this is going on and further next page 1 corinthians 14 verse 14 chapter 34 to 35 verse the women should keep quiet in the meetings they are not allowed to speak as the jewish law says they must not be in charge if if they want to find out about something they should ask their husbands at home it is a disgraceful thing for a woman to speak in the church shut up no woman can speak this is the masculine character or the behavior of the shaitan that the women have no right to speak shut up no prime ministers no no this just be quiet in a church this is been a masculine behavior of the bible and this is the behavior of the satan in luke 1426 whoever comes to me cannot be my disciple unless he loves me more than he loves his father and his mother his wife and his children his brothers and sisters and himself as well and believe me what i read there are millions and billions of the people who have been been the victim of this kind of behavior 
They have given their lives. They didn't bother about their wives. They didn't bother about children. They didn't give their lives for these dictators. They have given their lives. They loved more that man, that evil, the devil, that they gave their lives for him. Not for Allah. Not for Allah. But because of this dictator who have dictated these terms in the world. And further he said, now, in Luke 19, 27 verse, now as for, the, as for those enemies of mine who did not want me to be their king, bring them here and kill them in my presence. This is supposed to be Jesus saying it, which I don't believe, but this is what it says in the Bible. As for those my enemies, now if people, if I'm a dictator and I'm influencing people according to my philosophy, and if there are people who are not agreeing to my philosophy, who are my enemies, here, this is the masculine manner of the world. Come, bring them here and kill them in front of me. Kill. If they are not going to accept me as their king, the leader, bring them here and kill them. This is the masculine manner of the devil, the shaitan. So now this, this, this was the, again I come to back to Surah Al-Asra 17, 64. So I've, I've just explained two words. Wastiz manis tata'ata minhum bisawtika Three things we have discussed that you can stir up or excite with your voice whoever is obedient from them and import on them with your thought, your school of thought and import on them your masculine manners. This we have discussed how the masculine manners are being imported, how the, uh, uh, the, with the, the sound there is, Satan is misguiding and the third comes and be their partner in wealth and children and promise them and promise them and shaitan promises them nothing except delusion. Now the, the fourth point aspect is to be a partner in wealth and children. Now you see in men and women Allah says that you can have love and affection for your children. This is a natural course. But listen, you must have a limitations for your love, for your children. And if you surpass that law, for your children, you start doing wrong acts. For your love of money, you start doing acts wrong. You are becoming a partner of the shaitan, the devil. You see, you understand what I'm saying? Because you say, I am, uh, what I did in my life, I only serve my children. What did you do in life? I always were working for money. My, my life, I always try to have money in my life. My main object is to have money, too much amount of money. <laughs> what about, what, what, what are we going to do with that all money? And what about the children and love and affection? Because your whole, whole life is revolving around money or children. So why are we? Because the shaitan is becoming a partner. He becomes a partner. Look, you are my, I'm your shareholder. You have to do it. So remember, you must have a limitations of your love for children. You must have a love, uh, limitations of your love for your wealth. There is a limitation to all your, all your love for your children because, because of the children you do, you can commit many wrong acts. Against God you can go. Very easily. And then the other thing aspect is your wealth. So Allah said, we have given you wealth and in one of the eyes, wealth and children for your trial, for your captivation. Fascination and captivation. 
so you are captivated from for, from wealth you are captivated from the children and you surpass the law of god and then you become a partner to the shaitan and allah says shaitan promises them he gives promises you you do this it, it will benefit you you have to become a partner you it will benefit you and allah says shaitan promise you nothing except delusion al asra 17 and ayah 65 inna ibadi laysa laka alayhim sultan wa kafa bi rabbika wakila Surely my servants over them, you will never have any authority and sufficient advocate is with your Lord. Meaning, Allah says, my servants who are mukhlis to Allah, these, these, uh, your, this, uh, all this uh, stirring up with your feelings and sound, everything, if they know and they believe in the Allah's ayahs, you will have no authority on them. You will have no authority on them. and allah is is enough to take uh, enough to kafabi rabbi is enough to be a, an advocate so what i am trying in this little verse there's a small message that the only who are obedient to shaitan he's got the authority and who are mukhlis to allah who are sincere dedication to allah's message that shaitan has no authority over you surah al-araf 7 and ayah 16 قال فبما اغويتني لا اقعدن لهم صراطك المستقيم he says so with what you have tempted me definitely i will sit on your straight path for them now this word uh, the word اغويتني means you have tempted me it means you allah shaitan is saying to allah that you have tempted me so i will definitely sit for the people on your straight path now the the the, uh, the important point is that i i i i always speak try to speak with uh, all types of people and sometime i had a discussion with a person who is using as an argument this verse trying to emphasize me a point that it is god tempted the shaitan god tempted the shaitan this is a basically an allegation on allah qala fa bima aghwaytani he said ho the shaitan said he said so with what you that is referring to god capital u have tempted me definitely i will sit on your means allah straight path for the people for them so actually this is a statement of the shaitan to allah that you have tempted me you have tempted me allah didn't say i have tempted the shaitan you see it is not like this first of all this should be clear it is not allah saying that i have tempted the shaitan it is shaitan saying to allah then secondly <clears throat> and then he says qala fa bima aghwayta la aqudanna lahum siratak almustaqim so he said with what you have tempted me definitely i will sit on your straight path for for them The second aspect is first he puts a charge on Allah that you tempted me then he says definitely I will sit on your straight path and we all know the straight path is the Quran the straight path is the Quran and the understanding of the Quran or understanding of the of the message of Allah's message that is the straight path you will come to know the straight path even you come to know the devil or the shaitan from the Quran so he is sitting on the straight path what for he is not taking guidance he is sitting on the straight path for people 
because people want to know that in the psyche built in they like like there is love in our psyche there are uh, hatred when emotions are in the psyche from the childhood and intelligence in our psyche and same there is a part of religion in our psyche we are born with a religion the true religion in our psyche so now he knows this and he says that uh, i will sit on your straight path everybody will be coming to know what is truth and reality about islam about god or about anything religion so he said i will tell you come to me he's sitting on the straight path and you went there and you said look i want to know uh, 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 this and this and what should i do any problem men and women facing in the world you go to spiritual people they tell you what not allah's message allah's ayas or the essence related to your life they tell you something which is not related to your life and you start believing it and practicing it so he's sitting on the straight path he will not let the masses of the world so called liberal muslims or the not muslims not to know the essence of the message or the sense of the quran so now he says in further ayat surah alaf 7 ayat 17 thumma la atiyannahum min bayni aydihim wa min khalfihim wa an aymanihim وعن شمائلهم ولا تجد اكثرهم شاكرين then definitely i will come to them from their front and from their behind and about their right and about their left and you will not find the majority of them thankful now he says i will come to them from the front and from the behind he's coming from the front he's coming from the behind and he will tell me about the right he will tell me about the left and you will see allah he says shaitan say you will he's telling allah you will not find majority of them thankful now every day we are leading a life from every day or every moment of at this moment and every moment we are leading a life in our life cycle we have to take decisions in life and in that decision shaitan is always there this is there's a problem there's an issue in our life So he's telling me, the Shaitan is telling me, you did this wrong, you will get the benefit. Don't do right. So that situation is coming from front. You understand what I'm saying? Any situation you come into in your practical life, which is you are intending to plan a particular thing from present continuous, from present tense to continuous, you're going ahead of life, and some situations are coming in your life, you have to take decisions. And the moment you make a decision. you that shaitan is coming from the front giving you advices in in the decision that you have to do this and you have not to do this so if you take up a decision on on shaitanic principle so you have to, you are following the footsteps of the khutuwat shaitan so now it he has come from the front and once you have committed this wrong act by the shaitan he's done it to you it goes in your psyche it becomes a part of your psyche and once it becomes your part of psyche it reoccurs in your mind look you have done such a something that thing at that time wrong it reoccurs consciousness awareness i did wrong so what now i want to amend so what i do in my past i go if at that time if i would have not slapped him so i would have said sorry you know but actually i have slapped this is a fact so i will try to go in my psyche recycle that incidents and try to hold my slap but again i'll see that i'm slapping this reoccurrences will be continuous if you are this is 
stuck up in your uh, act. You will not amend by saying sorry to God Almighty, fasting for three days and start amending. That is the correction. But if you do not do correction, you will go in your psyche, go in your past, you think about the psyche, what did I do wrong? And then you try to recycle, I mean, reoccur those whole uh, film, like going to rewind it, you're that incident, you rewind it. And before hitting the slapping, that person, you come to a situation and you try to control, I didn't I say sorry. But you, in a flash of mind, again, mind says, no, you slapped. It is there. He's recorded. So you, you can't help it. So what is the amendment? You say sorry and you amend. So that is coming from the behind. That ill and hurts, he's coming from your behind. Whenever he comes from the future, means when you're leading a life, you have to take decision. You must take a decision according to the situation of Anaya. And once you do not take a decision on Anaya, you do, do the, uh, take the decision on the Shaitan, it becomes a part of yourself. It goes in your, it goes in your behind your psyche. And whenever situation comes, some related situation, it comes in your mind. It comes in front of you. Comes from behind. The Shaitan, you have done this and this thing. You have this and that. These are the ills and the hurts you have. So these ills and the hurts are brought forward. Again, you can't say I can't do this because I've done so many crimes. And the third is you about the right and about the right left. What is right? You see, there are many things, if I say in this audience or wherever this lecture has been heard, if I say so many, you will say it is right. But this right is not based on Allah's message. This right is a right established in the world by the devil. How? He says, you must pray. You try to make a habit of praying five times a day. Make it a habit. Okay, is it wrong? Is it right? Make a habit of faith to offer, establish that five times a day. But when you ever, whenever you try to establish the prayer, you must not understand the essence of the message that you read in that namaz or prayer. Not necessary to understand the message of the Quranic ayat that you read in the prayer. Not necessary. But keep on praying whether you understand or you don't understand. Allah understands. Allah knows my heart that I cannot understand what I am saying to you God. But he knows me that he understands what I say in Arabic. He understands the Arabic language. So this is how established apparently right is not right. It looks to be right. But it is not right if you pray and don't understand anything of the essence of the message. It is not right. But it has become a right. You read a Quran, from the childhood you read in the Quran in Arabic. Reading Quran is wrong? Am I wrong? I read Quran every day, I hear a separa. I am reading before I go to office, every day after Fajr, I read one separa, okay? Is it wrong to read a Quran? Whether I don't understand? Whether I don't understand? At least I am reading it. I am thousands better of those guys who are not reading it. At least I sit and read every day. Again, who told you this? What I am trying to convey, this is right. It is established fact. People are practicing it. And they think they are doing right. So whatever the right is, it is he is telling you all this. So this is how people become rightist. So-called religious people, they believe to be doing right, but they are not actually right. And the other people who are against religion, they are leftist. This is how leftists became. But the both are driven by, God, by, by devil. Both. 
are both the rightest people are following something is an attribute or is the psyche given by the devil and the leftist people are following something that is also given by the devil the leftist people are also inspired by the devil governed by the devil and the rightist they think they are doing right but that is not right so in other words when people say well most of the things we already know what is in the quran no 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 what you know is what the devil has told you so i can tell you many many things you think it is right but it is not true in the eyes of god so now in surah al-hijr 15 and ayah 13 and 39 40 qala rabbi bima aghwaytani la uzayyinanna lahum fil ardi wa la ughwiyannahum ajma'in illa ibadaka minhumul mukhlasin he said oh my lord with what you have tempted me definitely i will decorate in the earth for them and tempt them together except your sincere servants for, from them again he is using this word that oh allah you tempted me putting this blame again i would like to have now a small comparison before i go ahead genesis 22 verse 1 god tempted abraham now in the bible it is astaghfirullah god tempted abraham shaitan says you god tempted me it is a an, a charge on allah that you tempted me but the bible said that he tempted abraham astaghfirullah meaning god himself is confessing that i have this tempted abraham and another place jeremiah 20 verse 7 jeremiah says oh god you have deceived me and in mark 13 verse 1 jesus was tempted by the satan for 40 days so in the bible it is god almighty doing all this in the bible it is a satan the devil is is putting a false charge on allah i just wanted to tell you this now we come to back to the verse definitely i will decorate in the earth for them and tempt them together decorate the earth anyway this decoration and then you see this is he says wala ughwiyannahum ajma'in and i will tempt them all together the shaitan is also tempting in masses you see wala ughwiyannahum ajma'in i will tempt them all together so ever, ever many majority of the people if people start falling in the majority if he's recognized in the world by 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 media or by anything people start believing in that person and think it's right they are not interested in knowing the truth they are interested in the tempting tempting of the shaitan together illa ibadaka minumul mukhlasin accept your sincere servants from them definitely i will de- decorate in the earth and for them and tempt them together so togetherness of great big crowd is also that is a temptation for the devil to tempt these people in crowds in in groups in majority of people together all together not one by one that's the important point and further in surah nisa 4 and ayah 119 wala udillannahum wala umanniyannahum wala amurun amurannahum fala yubattikunna adhan al'an'am wala amurannahum fala yughayyirunna khalqallah وَمَنْ يَتَّغِذِ الشَّيْطَانَ وَلِيَّ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ فَقَدْ خَسِرَ خُسْرَانًا مُبِينًا I will lead them astray I will make them wishful 
and I will order them so definitely they will cut off the ears of the cattle and I will order them so definitely they will alter the creation of Allah and who takes the shaitan, the Satan, a protector from other than Allah then without doubt he is at a loss, a clear, clear loss. I will lead them astray. I will make them wishful. Now the shaitan, the, these are all the acts you are listing what shaitan is saying, all these ayahs that I have read. Here he is saying, I will lead them astray from the straight path. He is sitting on the straight path and he will astray from the straight path. We have read the previous ayah that he is sitting on the straight path for, for the people and he is astraying people from the straight path. And I will make them wishful. What is a wish? Everything which you want to wish, which you may not have the means and the capacity to achieve by a logical process, you are wishing for that. Anything which you don't have the capacity or the means to achieve, you can't achieve everything in the world. There are things that are achievable in your capacity because you have the means to work on it. That you can do. But that which is beyond your capacity, which is beyond, then you start, if you have that wish, full thinking, so people had, had this kind of uh, fulfilled because they, they know everybody has got a wish. Not one wish, many, many wishes. Hundreds of wishes. So they are wishing well and they are wishing so and so. They are wishing so and so. So I don't know, there are many, many th- situations that you can wish. And everybody will likely take a chance. Why not? What's wrong in it? Take a chance. You wish. Maybe at this moment, wish will happen. You understand what I'm saying? So this is how the shaitan is saying, make you wishful. All the time you are leading a life on your wishes and desires. Not a logical process of or the capability to achieve a certain situation. There is a certain situation, you can achieve that, you can work on it, you can achieve it. But if you are not working on anything, but you are just wishing to have this thing, a wishful thinking is basically, again, the satan is doing it. Making you wishful all the time. Then he says, I will order them, so they will definitely cut off the ears of the cattle. It's an idiomatic words, idiomatic uh, expression. expression. And how, the, if you, the, the cattle doesn't understand anything. And Allah said that you are cutting the, they are cut the, uh, the Shaitan said, I will cut the, uh, I'll order them to cut the ears of a cattle. Means people will not listen to the message of God. Like the cattle, they can understand. Even the cattle will get, if the sound is cattle, also get disturbed by, by the sound. But you are not even disturbed by the sound. The, ear, the cutting of the uh, ears of the cattle. Maybe we are listening to a talk of the message of the essence of Allah. And our ears are so much tuned. The sound is also there, the voice is also there, the message is there, the language is there. But our ears are catalogued, we are sitting in our room. Not listening to the message. That is cutting of the ears of the cattle. And I will order them, so definitely they will alter the creation of Allah. Now what is a creation? One is the creation that we are to serve God. If we are not serving God in the true sense, then we are the under the influence of the shaitan. His order ordering us to not to serve God, number one. 
alter the creation. Number, the creation was to serve God. The creation Allah has created us to serve God. But if you are not serving that, Shaitan is altering to serve God. The other alteration is, Allah has made me a man. And I'm, I'm transferring myself and I'm trying to become a woman. This is also cre- changes creation of Allah. Then there is a woman trying to become a man. Not those who are by birth they are wrong. We are not talking about those. We are talking about general people who are normally men. They want to tra- transfer them into feminine by physically. So you are trying to alter the creation what Allah has created you. So changing and creating. Then there are men who are shaving. Why men shave beards? Why they are altering themselves to become a woman? Women don't have beards or they don't have hairs on their faces and if they do have, they pluck it out. If they don't like the, they don't like the hairs on their face because they are feminine. They, 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 do, they spend hour, thousands of rupees. Now there are x-ray machines, or, well, I don't know, sorry, x-ray, there are some laser machines are there. So to remove the hair, unwanted hairs on the face, so men who are removing the hairs are copying who? Why are they removing? So there is an argument going on in the world. Where the Quran says that we should keep a beard? Where the Quran says to remove the beard? It is like Allah, you say, you start asking me a question. Muhammad Sheikh, you have got hairs. Where the Quran says you must have a hair on your head? The hairs are on the head are available. So if I am removing the hair of the head, you can ask me, why did you remove it? So similarly, my question to men are, why are you removing the beard? So basically in the ancient time, I think it was a gay who cannot see himself with a beard. His psychologically meant disorder, he, he wants to see him as a female. So he not only removes the f- hairs of his face, he removes the hairs of your hose of his whole body. And he sees himself as a woman. You understand? And he named men as gentle men. Ladies and gentlemen. Not men, ladies and men, no, gentlemen. If I say ladies and men, so but when I use the gentle, the women are happy now. We want that like the gentlemen. Don't we don't like bearded men. We want like us, so we should not be afraid of them. It is not being afraid of a beard, it is the difference between men and women. Beard is basically a difference. It is you're creating creating a ghair Allah. What beard is for men, they should have. So what I'm trying to do, there are, I'm using few things. There are many things in the world. The scientists are doing experiments and trying to find out the creation should be done. What Allah did not uh, explain or, or, or the creation of Allah you can see in the world. If you try to change it, if you try to alter it, for, for what purpose? For medical treatment you can do this. If there are certain women and men born a physical disorder, you can create an alteration and make him men or women. But normal people who are men, they should remain men. Normal women are women, they should remain women. Or they are black, they don't have to become white. Or they are white, they shouldn't have to become black. Or there are many things people are, I don't know, you can go and think, you, own thinking you can understand that. Is it a, create, a change, an alteration of the creation of God? You will come to know the answer yourself. And who takes shaitan, a protector from other than Allah, then without doubt he is at a loss, a clear loss. So now all these verses that I read is referring to the behavior of the shaitan, the devil. All these ayahs was a dialogue or a discussion between Allah and the devil. I will read few Arabic ayahs 
and these points that I will discuss on page 19 I will read the uh, points in the Quranic eyes then I also read the Bible first I will read the Quranic verses they are not complete verses they are small points from those verses and I have given the heading beware of the worldly experience stirred up by the shaitan the satanic masculine manage which takes away the major temperament of mankind points derived from the various ayats and signs Al-Baqarah 2 and Ayah 102 and people follow what shaitan recited over the kingdom of Sulaiman and Solomon did not reject it but the shayateen satans rejected and taught mankind magic so in this ayah in this verse the point is the shaitan is teaching mankind magic magic is something which you must you see a thing which is not real which is not real but it appears to be real to you that is magic in a physical thing you see something it appears to be a magic it is not real similarly in psychology people show you something which is not real but you start believing in it then you are the influence of the magic in religion in philosophy in psych- everything believe me people show you something which is not real and you start believing in that that is magic so this shaitan does this shaitan does all that then the works of the shaitan are so al-maida 5 90 verse The works of the shaitan, Satan, are intoxicants. You get intoxicated, gambling, stones, and statues. Worship of the statues. I'm giving you just points. In Surah Al-Baqarah 2:268, shaitan promises you of poverty and orders you with fasha, adultery, fornication, homosexual, lesbianism. This is what shaitan does to to the people. He orders you with poverty. If you are not going to obey the shaitan, he says you will become poor. Poverty. You will be poor fellow. Al-Baqarah 2.275 Shaitan has touched him to madness who eat riba the increase. People who are, who are eating riba the increase, they are touched to madness. And in Surah Bani Israel 17, Ayahs 27, Shaitan's brother are spendthrifts. Wastage of money, spending for nothing. Not for Allah, but just for nothing. Shaitan suggests to fear from his protectors. Now Shaitan makes sure that people are fearful of from his friends shaitan in alim uh, anam 6 ayah 121 shaitan satan inspired their protectors to argue with you the shaitan inspires the people so that the people who are following shaitan will come and argue with the believers shaitan satan causes grief to the believers from their secret consultations they have secret consultation not for the betterment they have secret consultation how to hurt how to injure the believers Shaitan intends to create enmity, hatred amongst you and opposition about the remembrance of Allah and salah prayers. And in Surah Mujadala 58:19, Shaitan Satan has got the better of them so that he has made them forget the remembrance of Allah. Now this is very important for us people who are taking education of the Quranic ayahs. Some people are ignorant of the ayahs, some people who are taking the essence of the message of and they forget some after some time if you keep if you do not involve in the message of allah's ayahs continuously you start forgetting the essence that is what shaitan has got them better of them so he has they has made them forget the remembrance of allah most gracious so you must understand once you have understood the message 
it will not retain in your mind until you keep on repeating that ayas to you and start implementing those ayas to you in life now another part part is about the bible what the bible has to say about few things and you can understand is it a quotation referring to the message any message in it or is it a satanic quotation proverbs 31:6 to 7 alcohol is for the people who are dying for those who are in misery let them drink and forget their poverty and unhappiness you know this is a this is basically a situation mentioned in the bible that it is a commandment that why people should drink alcohol what is the reason of drinking alcohol so it is said in the bible it said alcohol is for the people who are dying in hunger who are dying for those who are in misery so now further saul this is a prophet of god astaghfirullah according to the bible saul you know how how you get revelation in the bible this is the here it is the piece. saul stripped off his clothes and lay down naked all the day and all the night why he was doing so huh to get a sign from god my servant azaya has been going about naked and bare for for 3 years is this god commandments whose commandment that you should go naked 3 years then only you'll get the message of god you know young and old they will walk barefoot and naked with their buttocks exposed where in the nude beaches they are following the bible in its two little words you see in faisha uh, in uh, judges 16 verse samson has sex with a whore in gaza ruth cohabits with boz and ban ruth 3 4 3 4 to 15 i didn't reading the whole you give you his points whoredoms of two sisters ahola and oli aholiba ezekiel 23 verse 1 to 49 Faisha incest incest between father-in-law Judah and daughter-in-law Tamar Genesis you read 38:15 to 18 incest between mother uh, Bilhah and son Reuben Genesis 35 verse 35 uh, chapter or book for other types of incest see Leviticus 18:8 18:20 11:14 11, and also what these these are uh, basically all biblical quotations to tell you how the shaitan has written all this for you to take guidance so in the world people are doing this all naked business because they are following the bible in its true sense and who is doing all this not allah all these are not allah's commandments of course surah al-araf 7 and ayah 19 wa ya adam uskun anta wa zawjukal jannata fakula min haythu shi'tuma ولا تقربا هذه الشجره فتكونا من الظالمين and o oh adam you and your pair stay in the garden then both of you eat from wherever you wish and do not go near this tree so you will become from the oppressors in this ayah we have to note it is referring to adam and his pair that they may live in the garden and eat of that anything from the garden that is permissible in the garden they can eat but they are asked not to go near a tree if they go near that tree they will be from the oppressors 
so in there are three points or three things that we should know who is adam the third second is the jannah the garden and the third is the tree and adam's pair zawj ya adam skun anta wa zawjukal jannah you and your pair you see in like we all like that in the audience there are ladies and gentlemen if i call myself a man there there are ladies but adam combines both ladies and gentlemen and how i will let you know you see there there is a place in the quran where the reference i just give you can write down the reference is surah hujrat 49 i am just give you a few i will read a portion of that ayah it says ya ayyuhan nas inna khalaqnakum min dhakarin wa unsa o mankind we have created you from one male and a female so god almighty has created mankind from a male and a female not from a man and from a woman masculine and feminine from a masculine and oh oh mankind ya ayyuhan nas inna khalaqnakum zakaran wa unsa wa unsa we have created you from a masculine and a feminine so in the gender in a in a human being a male like a like a man and a woman both these people have got a masculine and a feminine gender in their psyche and in this psychology they say id is referred to emotions and ego is referred to a, a to provider to a provider to the emotions so the masculine is uh, in a similitude would be id or oh, sorry uh, ego and the emotion will be the unsa the feminine so when allah says to adam is not referring to a, mas- a, a human being as a male it is referring to a masculine personality masculine not necessary a man man both sexes men and women both that is i am referring adam is referred as both sexes men and women both so it says ya adam skun anta wa zawjukal janna o adam you and your pair stay in the garden so you must understand that it is rough, we, when we take the lesson from it how what is the lesson to us as a as a human being so it is referring to a male or a masculine or a feminine that you live in the garden is referring to the masculine and it is saying to the feminine that is the zawj but it is not a uh, male and a female a man and a woman it is referring to a not a man and a woman it is referring to a human being which contains a masculine and feminine personalities within them so it says oh adam means referring to the masculine you stay you and your pair stay in the garden and then both of you eat from wherever you wish and do not go near the tree near this tree so you will become from the oppressors now what is a tree garden first of all sorry garden is a similitude in the quran there is a, in the quran there is a reference in the quran where garden is referred as a simile to the earth an example to the earth like like earth garden jannah if you say in the arabic jannah is garden but it the, the the definition of the garden as mentioned the quran is a similitude or an example like the earth not exactly earth like like the earth an example so so garden would be like this 
And then shajra, I'll just explain these three words because then you can understand this ayah properly. The shajra is the tree. Now in the Quran there is an ayah in Surah Surah Ibrahim 14, that you can note down the reference in 14 and ayah is 24 to 26. Allah in that ayah describes that the example, I will, in a portion of that is Mathalan Kalimatan Tayyibatan Kashajaratin Tayyibah That the example of a word, good word, like a tree, a good tree, the good tree is an example of a good word. And the same, and the same Surah 26 ayah says, Mathalu Kalimatin Khabithatin Kashajatin Khabisatin. An evil word, a bad word, is an example of a bad word. And the tree is referred in the Quran when it says a good word is like a bad tree, a good tree, and a bad word is like a bad tree. So Allah is referring to a tree in the garden that do not go near the tree. So that would be a bad word. And garden is like an earth, like an earth, I'm telling you, like like I said, not exactly. And the example is given in the Quran itself says that Jannah, the garden, is an example for man. So in the further eyes you see Taha 20 and 118 and 119. Surely you are not to be hungry and naked in it. And surely you are not to be thirsty and victim in it. Now it is referring to the garden that mankind should know or the Adamic spirit should know that in the garden you will not be hungry and you will not be naked and you will not feel thirsty and you will not be victim in it. Four things in the garden. The garden that has been provided to Adam in that garden, there are four things Allah explains that you will not be hungry. You will not be uh, naked. Then you will not be thirsty. And you will not be victim in it. In that garden. Where Adam and its pair are supposed to have to be in that garden. But in that garden there is a tree. Which I have explained an example of a bad word. Do not go near that tree. So otherwise that garden says. If you live in that garden or eat of that garden. Consume of that garden. You will not be hungry. You will not be thirsty, you will not be naked, and you will not be victimized. Now, how in, in simple language, hungry for food? So they say we will provide you the food. The mankind said we have to provide the food. Then you don't have to feel thirst, the water will be supplied. Then you will be no the clothes will be given to you. And the third is you will not be victimized, your feelings will not be hurt. But in a psyche, Physical, I explained that you know the food is the nourishment and the, and the eating. And the, in the psychological also expect that people in the world expects to demand hunger for power. That is say you will not be hungry for what? Food is physical. But at the same time man is also hungry for power, for fame, for wealth. You say that. People, people like this, they are crazy for that. But in that garden, if you are in that garden, you will not feel, feel that hunger for power, for anything, for, for kingdom. 
uh, are for wealth. Similarly, naked is that you, if you do some bad or evil or if you do wrong by the Satan, it will be covered. You will not be feel naked. Otherwise, they say, I am naked now. Everything is exposed of mine. So, in the, if you are in that garden, that Adam is, Allah is asking that Adam, you eat of that, consume of that garden, but do not go near the tree. So, you will not feel naked. You will always be covered. When a person gets naked, when he does something wrong and it is exposed, he's almost naked psychologically. Similarly, third factor was that you will not thirsty. Thirsty is for knowledge. People seek knowledge. But if you are in that garden of Allah, that Adam is spared, that you will not even feel thirst of knowledge. Because Allah is will, if you, you are consuming from that, uh, from that garden. Similarly, third, fourth is, is victim. That the, if you are within that garden, you will not be victimized. Because who is victimizing? Your feelings will not be hurt. Because Allah has provided that garden in such a manner that that garden you will not feel thirsty, you will not be victimized, but there is nothing wrong in it. Except the tree. Except the tree that do not go near the tree. And the Quran is explained that tree is refers to, I have explained that is an example of an evil word. A bad tree. Or a, a bad word. Now how this shaitan is going to misguide? Surah Taha, Surah 20 and Ayah 120. فَوَسْوَسَ إِلَيْهِ الشَّيْطَانِ قَالَ يَا آدَمْ هَلْ أَدُلُّكَ عَلَى شَدَّةِ الْخُلْدِ وَمُلْكِ اللَّهِ يَبْلَاهِ So the shaitan, the Satan whispered to him saying, O Adam, do I give you the evidence over the tree of eternity and the kingdom that does not decay? Now here the shaitan is, is whispering to Adam who is in the garden he's whispering to Adam who is in the garden do I give you the evidence of that tree of the tree which Allah has referred that do not go near the tree Allah uh, the, uh, the Satan is giving whispering to Adam that do I give you the evidence what is the reason why Allah is forbidding you not to go near the tree what is the purpose that do not go that Allah said do not go the, near the tree so the Iblis is Shaitan, sorry, Shaitan is saying that do I give you the evidence that not to go near the tree? Why? Because he says that if you go near the tree, you will become eternity. The tree of eternity. This is the tree of eternity. And the kingdom that does not decay. These are the two points that he refers to that if you go near the tree, you will, your kingdom will not decay and the tree will is the tree of eternity. You will live forever. The tree of eternity. Allah khuldi. Tree of eternity means living ever and a kingdom that does not decay. So now you must understand that no man wants to die. Knowingly that we have to we have to die and we have to give our account. Everybody knows this, but that knowing is such in darkness that we really do not want to know that we are going to die. So people are involved in the activities of life to an extent that they forget their death. 
Who is doing it? Because this person, this shaitan. Because you are going to live forever if you go near the tree. That the tree is referring to the shaitan is giving an argument why Allah is not asking not to go near the tree. Because it's a bad word. It's an evil word of the Satan. And further you see, you see how he says these things. In Surah Al-Araf 7, I'm, I'm telling you the references where Satan is influencing man, the Adam and the man. Reference how he is misguiding us. Surah Al-Araf 7 and Ayah 20. فَوَسْوَسَ لَهُمَ الشَّيْطَانِ لِيُبْدِيَ لَهُمَ مَا بُورِيَ عَنْهُمَا مِنْ سَوْآتِهِمَا وَقَالَ مَا نَاهَاكُمَا رَبُّكُمَا عَنْ هَذِ الشَّجَرَةِ إِلَّا أَنْ تَكُونَ مَلَكَيْنِ أَوْ تَكُونَ مِنَ الْخَالِدِينَ وَقَاسَمَهُمَا إِنِّي لَكُمَا لَمِنَ النَّاصِحِينَ Then this is Surah Al-Araf 7, 20 and 21. Then Shaitan, Satan whispered so that he made for them appear from their ills, badness or hurts which are behind them and said, that your Lord has forbidden from this tree that you become angels and you become eternal Khalidin. Malakain is angels and he divided Allah says he divided them surely I am from the advisor for both of you now the shaitan whispers so that he made for them appear their ills their hurts you see, every human being has got their feelings, hurt or ills or badness within themselves. So, shaitan, you see, this is a very uh, approach to, of shaitan approaches to bring the hurts or ills in front of you. And when he brings the ills or the hurts in front of you, that what he approaches behind us, he brings that forward first. The Satan whispers so that he made for them to appear the ills which were behind them, which was somewhere behind. But he brought them forward. He brought those ill or hurts in front of them. And then said, Your Lord has forbidden from this tree so that you become angels and you become eternal. So now you must understand the Satan is not immediately telling you do not no get, no, uh, go near this tree Allah said do not go near the tree and Shaitan said go near this no 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 he says first argument he brings your hurts which you are, you are hurt because where you are hurt if, if somebody touches that hurtness of yours and then I try to explain something you will never understand because you will be emotionally worked up because your emotions will be woke up. Your hurts and evil, uh, evil, your bad feelings where you are sensitive, you say he's sensitive. If somebody is brought forward that, then you can say, while God is, you can, whatever, then you can misguide him. It is not an easy matter to misguide anyone until you move his feelings first or your emotions where hurts are there, you bring the hurts forward of that person and then you want to misguide. How to misguide? This is how Shaitan does. First he brings the hurts in front of you to tell you you are so weak, you don't know Arabic language, you do not know this, you do not know that and this is the reason and this is the purpose. This So many bad things and evil. You say yes I am so bad and evil and so bad I cannot do this and I cannot do that. I am this and I'm so many things he will put certain arguments that all your weaknesses in front of you. 
when you intend to do something positive all the weaknesses or hurts and badness are brought forward in front of you these are the arabic words say say sawatihima uh, your hurts your badness or evils so that he appear them first he brings that thing in front of you and then which were behind and then he say your lord has forbidden from this tree so that you become angels and the angels or you become eternal now why he says angels and become khalidin khalid is again eternal before also we have read that he said you'll become you'll get the kingdom that never decays before previously we know that kingdom that never decays or the angels in the in the language of the worldly affairs angel is something that does not do any mistakes and they are good good all good or everlasting because uh, quran doesn't speak of their life and death in the for the angels except for human beings or the other things so he say you will you will become angels you will live forever and unless and they further he says that you will become eternal so i'm telling you before also and here also he is again pushing you that you will not die you will not die knowingly that you know you are going to die because the moment you know that you are not going to die then you must know that you have to give your accounts so he is telling you that you will become angels or you will live forever au takuna min al khalidin you will live forever this is eternal eternity these are the things that are brought forward in front of you first of all the ills or the hurts or the badness are brought forward then he says the lord has forbidden you not to go near the tree because you will become angels and you will live forever but here you get that we are reading about the satan i'm telling you how he divided he divided then he says i divided them he divided them surely i am the advisor of both of you in the whole verse in this ayah it is read, referring to adam and your pair adam and your pair both so i am i am explaining to you what are these two both it is your intelligence the masculine of a human being and the feminine is the is the feminine is the desire the the id or the ego of in psychology feminine is the feelings emotions we are a combination of the intelligence and the emotions now how is shaitan does it further in surah al-araf 7 and ayah 22 فَدَلَّاهُمَا بِغُرُورٍ فَلَمَّا ذَاقَ الشَّجَرَةَ بَدَتْ لَهُمَا سَوْآتُهُمَا وَطَفِقَا يَخْصِفَانِ عَلَيْهِمَا مِنْ وَرَقِ الْجَنَّةِ وَنَادَاهُمَا رَبُّهُمَا أَلَمْ أَنْهَكُمَا عَنْ تِلْكُمَا الشَّجَرَةِ وَأَقُلْ لَكُمَا إِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ لَكُمَا عَدُوٌّ مُبِينٌ Then with delusion he made evident to both of them then they tasted of the tree so their ills appeared and they began to sue on over them the leaves from the garden and the lord called them did i not forbid you about the tree and i said surely the shaitan the satan is a clear enemy for both of you you see the word delusion every word that that we should know that with the delusion he made evident to both of them and they tasted of the tree delusion what is a delusion i read this simple meaning and then we discuss delusion is a false mental conception resistant to reason with regard to the actual things of matter or fact 
in simple word which is a fact whatever is a fact in the psychology there is a resistance not to accept the fact not to accept a fact is by is defined as delusion that sometimes the human psychology is in a, a in a manner that it deludes the reality of ground deludes meaning they it doesn't accept the fact is a is a resistance to reason he will not argue he will not reason delusion means to not to resist it is resisting to an a reason and an argument about the fact what is a true and reality so now with the delusion meaning which is false which is not real the shaitan then with delusion he made evident to both of them how did he deluded he said something which we accept we believe that the, the how he will be accept that we will become angels he we thought that we will become angels or we will become we'll have the kingdom that will never decay so this was done by delusion like like the magician so show you something which you cannot explain it is also delusion you can't understand is what's going on similarly with the shaitan he deluded the reality that the reality what was the reality allah said do not go near the tree or you will be the oppressor that was the reality but shaitan used the argument by telling you that if you go near the tree you will become angels or you will live forever or you will get a kingdom that will never decay these are the arguments he used but before he using this argument he make sure he brought your ills your hurts your badness in front of you so with delusion he made evident to both of them that they tasted the tree so their ills appeared and they began to sue over the leaves from the garden and the lord called them did i not forbid you about the tree and i said surely the shaitan is a clear enemy for both of you do not go near the tree lord ask them did i not forbid you not to go near the tree and surah sabah 34 and ayah 20 walaqad saddaqa alayhim iblisu dhanna fattaba'uhu illa fariqan min almu'minin and in surah taha 20 and ayah 115 walaqad ahidna ila adam min qabl fanasiya walam najid lahu azma and without doubt iblis devil made true his conjecture over them so they followed him except a division from the believers and without doubt we covenanted to adam from before then he forgot and we did not find firmness for him now what now allah says without doubt iblis devil made true his conjecture on to the people so the people followed him except those who believe what was his conjecture we are discussing all the time in the previous ayat we have discussed his conjecture was that this will become uh, this uh, will become kingdom you will have the kingdom that will never decay it is his conjecture it is not true but it he made them true over the uh, some people they believe in him except the fariqam min al mu'minin except the people who believe did not believe but otherwise he made true the conjecture of his so now how he the quran in also explains how this iblis the shaitan is encountering the prophets as well adam human beings and the prophets and the messengers how in the surah 
and remember our servant servant Ayyub when he called to his Lord Shaitan the Satan has touched me with a portion and a punishment race with your masculine manner this is a cool washroom and drink and we granted for him his people and with them their example a mercy from us and remembrance for those who have understanding and take the chimera with your hand and then strike with it and you do not perjure surely we found them patient blessed is our servant surely he did return <coughs> now in the ayah the Quran is referring to Ayyub al-Islam is the messenger and a prophet of Allah he said, Allah said, remember our servant Ayyub when he called to his Lord, Shaitan, Satan has touched me with a portion and a punishment. Anni shaitan bin The Shaitan has touched the messenger of the Prophet in the Quran. So he, Allah is telling us that Ayyub al-Islam is, is calling to his Lord for help. So how Allah says, what instructions Allah gives to the messenger Ayyub for, for coming out of that problem what he was into is a strong implementation guidance for us. Because he is a messenger prophet. And the shaitan has touched him with punishment and with, with, uh, with a portion. Now what Allah says, Urkus birijlik Hada muqtalasum wa baridum wa sharab Race with your masculine manners. This is a cool washroom and drink. What is the problem with Ayyub al-Islam? The word here in the 44 ayah is Dhiqsa. Wa khud bi yadika Dhiqsa is a camera. First we must understand what is a camera so that because of the camera is known then we can understand how and what is the masculine manners that Ayyub al-Islam has to implement and we have to take guidance. The camera is defined as an idle fantasy, a monster which a, with, with a lion's head or a goat's body or a serpent's tail or an unusual horrible creature of the imagination. In everybody's mind, in the whole and every part of the world, every human being has got his own camera. And what is a camera is defined that it does not have a logical thing like a, like, a, like a face of a lion or a goat's body or a tail of so on. This is not a human. This is nothing. Nobody exists. Nothing exists like that. Similarly, our, final, our problems in life, we built our own camera of facing problems in life. That is our own creation in our mind. And because of that, we are, we are stuck up in life. And that is where the shaitan punishes us 
by building up a camera in our mind, in our psyche, which everybody is stuck up in that camera. He must identify where he is stuck up, his own camera. Something to do which is not real on ground. Some portions from here and some portion from there and some portion from there and you build a psychological problem in your mind. It becomes a problem and a punishment within your psyche. It has nothing to do with reality on ground. You take small pieces from different uh, situations in life and you make a monster in your mind. And you are badly hurt from that. How to, how to, then you will understand that was the punishment given by the shaitan to a Yubal Islam. A portion and a punishment. So what was this? Allah is telling you, take the camera with your hand. So that means the camera should be understood first and then I will say what is the race with your masculine manners. First we must understand what is a camera and camera explained to you that something to do in our psychology when we face difficult situations, different problems, then what we do, we take a few portions from here and few portions from there and we build up something which is not real on ground. And it is your own creation. And you are stuck up by it. And you are uh, severely punished by shaitan. Because you, you develop it yourself. So in that context, if you know, to Allah says, Urkuz birijlik hada muqtarasum baridum wa First we have to understand, it says, race with your masculine manners. That is cool washroom and drink. To physical walking or physical jogging is simply understood by physical running. But what is a phys- psychological masculine manner to race with? You see, in a masculine, when we, I say a masculine manner is a personality behavior among men and women both. This is referring to the masculine manner. And there is a masculine manner of the shaitan that we are discussing up till now, the Satan masculine manner. The masculine manner of the messenger is to recite the ayahs, to understand the ayahs, to implement the ayahs, to to give the knowledge of the book. So that masculine manner is if you, what we, whenever we are having, what we take guidance from, from the Quran. From the Quran, there are verses that are referring to do in different situations. You have to understand those verses and then you take guidance from those verses is the masculine manner of a messenger. That message has come from Allah. So that is the masculine manner that you have to raise with your masculine manner, manner by those verses, remembering it, understanding it, believing in it and implementing in your life. Then only the camera will be destroyed. Otherwise it is created in your mind as a, in, in Urdu would be, what is it? Hawa. Which is not real. It is there in everybody's mind. So this is what Allah said, race with your messenger manner. This is a cool washroom. It is referring to Ayyub uh, uh, al-Islam who is a messenger and a prophet. So we know he, what is a messenger personality is that reciting the ayahs, taking the knowledge from the ayahs, implementing those ayahs, believing in them. That's you have to do it yourself. Now, so the, and we granted it for him, for him, his people, and with them their example, a mercy from us, and remember, uh, and remember for those who have understanding. Now, this is referring to the people of Yub uh, uh, al-Islam. That uh, people were given to him, groups of people were given to him, and similar example of the followers of the, also joined him. But how further another point is, and take the camera with your hand and then strike with it, and you do not perjure. Take the camera means whatever your 
psychological problem that you have created your own self is a camera. You you take it in your hand and strike with it and do not perjure. What is perjure? Is to swear a false thing under oath. To swear, you understand, swearing un- under oath falsely is do not. Allah said, do not perjure. You are under oath. Like you see in the courtroom, they say you are under oath. You have to say whatever you have to say, speak the truth. So now you have how to you will uh, how you will uh, implement by taking the camera in your hand, camera in your hand. That you know this is my camera, and I know this is the ayat that dissolve that destroys this camera. So I make a promise to myself that I will not take these parts or portions of that camera by saying I will not do this. And I will do this. I will not do this. Whatever that you know in your idea. I am just giving you the explanation how to take the camera in your hand and strike with it and do not perjure. You make a promise to yourself that this is not true. This is not true. This is not true. This I have made it. And these are the ayahs that I am going to refer to. And I am going to read those ayahs. And I am going to believe in them. And I am going to implement them. And I'll strike with it. That is taking the camera in your right hand. And then you strike with it and do not perjure, do not make a false oath to yourself. So now we are discussing how the shaitan is acting or encountering with the messenger in Surah Al-Hash 22 and Ayah 52. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِكَ مِنْ رَسُولٍ وَلَا نَبِيٍ إِلَّا إِذَا تَمَنَّا أَلْقَ الشَّيْطَانُ مِنْ فِي أُمْنِيَّتِهِ فَيَنْسَغُ اللَّهُ مَا يُلْقِ الشَّيْطَانُ ثُمَّ يُحْكِمُ اللَّهُ آيَاتِهِ Wallahu alimun hakim. And we have not sent from before you a messenger nor a prophet, except when he wishes shaitan, Satan encounters in his wish. So Allah cancels what shaitan, Satan encounters, then Allah governs his ayah, signs, and Allah is knowing wise. Everyone's wishes and desires, even the messenger and the prophet, Allah is saying, among the messenger and the prophet, we have not sent. Before Muhammad Rasulullah, a messenger or a prophet, whenever his wishes, his own wishes, desire in umniyat or tamanna, mannat, tamanna is, is risen in the messenger or prophet, the shaitan, the satan encounters his wish, his thinking. He imports thoughts in his, in his, in his, in his desires. So Allah cancels. So Allah cancels what shaitan encounters then Allah governs his ayahs and Allah is knowing wise. How? Whenever we read an ayah, so with an ayah, there is always a concept given to us by our ancestors or by people, scholars, whatever. So when you read an ayah, at the same time, a concept is given to you. Similarly, I am trying to explain an ayah. Suppose, if I explain something and which is not in relation to the ayah, you can come and ask question and contradict what I said. I am quoting Quranic ayat, at the same time I am trying to explain the ayah. So similarly, there are certain aspects of every ayah, people are giving different, different aspects, in the, the, which, is, which is referred as, as the explanation of the scholars of the Quranic ayahs. So what I am trying to explain, how Allah cancels Whatever the shaitan encounters in the messengers and the prophets and even us today, we are ordinary people. We are full of encounter of the shaitan in our personalities. 
So everybody, me and other people and the people are trying to explain a Quranic ayah. So in that ayah, if it is not coming from Allah's, if the ayah is not understandable or the concept is not clear by me or from Allah is not explained to me, it's not clear to me, I will use certain words to prove my own philosophy. And that can be encountered by Allah for that and Allah will establish his ayat. This is the proof or you make and understand and take a lesson from it that in all times Allah is making sure that he is cancelling the encounters of the shaitan from the messengers of the prophets in all times and establishing his own ayats. So in the world there are, if, if somebody says this ayah, there is a riot of the Quran and then he starts telling, explaining something. You must always think that this ayah means these words, its senses is this and whatever this gentleman is saying, is it alignment to the ayat or is contradictory encounter? So this is a check of the Satan. Uh, uh, this is a check what Allah has put on the Satan. Look, when we have not sent from before you a messenger nor a prophet except when he wishes Shaitan encounters in his wish. So Allah cancels what Shaitan encounters and then Allah governs his ayahs and Allah is knowing wise. So whenever the concept of any ayah is, is in dispute, you must know the ayat essence, the ayat words essence, so you can understand the encountering of the Shaitan. If you do not know the essence of any ayah, any ayat can be put forward by any person with a concept and you will think that the ayat is saying this how will you differentiate between the understanding of an ayah itself and what the encounter of the shaitan does it this is being done in all times so we must always refer to the translations and the explanation and you can see the contradiction between an tashri and explanation of that person and an ayah his own translation his own translation and the explanation is in contradiction. His own. Believe me. So this is a very easy checkpoint. You can check up. by any. You can check out of everybody by doing so. so. You can do it for me and for everyone. And yourself also. Because not necessarily you are only the, you, you got the shaitan with you also. So you must also know how the shaitan is encountering in the message and the prophet's personality and a concept is being being put forward with an ayah. So that is counseled by Allah and the ayat is established. Similarly, again, the how the shaitan is doing so with the messengers. In Surah Al-Anam 6 and Ayah 112 and likewise we made from for every prophet the shayateen the satans of mankind and the shayateen the satan of jinn kind an enemy they inspire golden sayings deluding each other and if your lord had willed they could have not done it so leave them and what they have invented among the prophets and messengers the shatis of mankind, the evils of mankind, evil thoughts of mankind that has come by the shaitans of evils of mankind and the jinns are encountering, they inspire golden sayings, deluding each other. 
in the Arabic is Zuhruful Qawli Gurura. Gurura is again delusion, delusion, which is not true. Again, a false mental conception, resistance to a reason with regard to actual things of matter, which is real. It is a resistant, is a false mental conception, resistant to reason with regard to actual things of matter. So now, the, 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 how the shati is among mankind and among jinn kind. The shaitan or the shaitin or the satans of mankind and the satans of jinn kind. They are deluding each other by golden sayings regarding the prophet and the messenger. And people believe me, they say it in such a manner that people believe, believe it. And they can't say anything it's about the religion, about Allah and about the prophets. How can we talk about, uh, say no to it because prophet may, may have done this. Because you are using a name of the prophet or messenger. So people do not say anything. They just listen about the messengers and the prophet. And I give you example. You see, these are the certain verses from the Bible to have a comparative view. And I will read and you see that these are the writ- things written in the Bible, supposed to be the word of God, astaghfirullah. And you see how it, how you see about a prophet and we just take it, no notice. According to the Good News Bible, Jews and Christian faith. If it's an Old Testament, Jews also believe. And if it's a New Testament, Jews and only Christians believe. So when I read a verse, it is a concept, a belief of Jews and Christian both. And he Noah drank of the wine and he lay naked. What is the message? What is the message that the prophet Noah drank wine and lay naked? So now we listen as if nothing happened. And it is about Noah Islam, astaghfirullah. So this is said in the, in, in, it's in the Bible. And people listen to it and then, then nothing happens to them. That's what I'm trying to say. It is, they have made as the Zuhruf al-Qawl means the golden words. It's in the Bible. Now you can't say, we we cannot talk about it. The Christian, if you talk talk to a Christian, he will say, I can't say anything. It's in the Bible. There must be something to it. There must be some good thing in it. And they'll try to justify that. They will not just throw it out. They cannot. They cannot because it's a golden words. This is what I'm trying to say. And further you look, in Genesis 9.20, this was Genesis 9.21 verse. Then in 2 Samuel 11 book and 6-25 verse, David wickedly caused the death of Uriah, the husband of Bathsheba. He wanted to have relationship with Bathsheba, so he made sure he was a soldier, this uh, Uriah, he made him dead. He, I mean, put him into the war and he killed him. He was killed. And then he had wanted to have relationship with this this woman, wife of that Uriah. So he did it. As if nothing happened, David, this is Dawud al-Islam, astaghfirullah. That's related to personality of David. And further, and David sent messenger to fetch her Bathsheba. They brought her to him and he made love, intercourse to her. Then she went back home. Afterwards, she discovered that she was pregnant and sent a message to David to tell him. 2 Samuel 11 to 4 to 5. Nothing. David doing relationship, bringing somebody's wife, having sex, no problem. What do you get? What is the understanding of this? Of a prophet Ibrahim, David, Dawud al-Islam. So this is a something written like it is presented in golden words. And men said like that is the Bible and this and that. Nobody takes any effect. That's what I'm trying to convey. That it is like a flowery talk or a golden word said as the Bible says it. And we have to believe it. We can't open our mouth. 
about the personality of David. This is going on in ages and time. Look further. Incest between Luth, Astaghfirullah, Lot and his daughters. In, in Genesis 19, 31 to 33. You know who's Luther Islam is a messenger and a prophet of Allah. And who, who would be his daughters? Messengers and prophets' daughters. You know, Allah says in the in the ayat kulli azwajika wa banatika unisail muyudinin alayinam in jalabi binna. So say to the prophets and your wives and your daughters that they should make a base from their gowns. The prophets of the prophet, uh, the, the daughters of the prophet. The new Luther Islam is the prophet and his daughters. Relationship mentioned in the Bible. The elder daughter said to her sister, Oh, our, our father, his lord is getting old and there are no men in the whole world to marry so that we can have children. Come, let us make our father drunk so that we can sleep with him and have children by him. That night they, they gave him wine to drink and the elder daughter had intercourse with him but he was so drunk that he did not know. The next day the elder daughter said to her sister, I slept with him the last night. Now let us make him drunk again tonight and you sleep with him. Then each of us will have a child by our father Lord. So that night made him drunk, the younger daughter, and had intercourse with him. Again he was drunk. That, did, that he did not know. In this way both of the loose daughters be, became pregnant by their own father. Genesis 19.34-36 It's in the Bible. So you better watch it. It's good. You know it's the good, good sayings. How to preserve the seed of your father. Astaghfirullah to the daughters. You Christians and Jews believe it and practice but they won't do it themselves they are more purer than their own prophets so what I am saying because they are gold they are making it a golden word as I am referring in the Bible just like a golden word they can't reject and throw it out they can't do it they accept it this is 2 Samuel 16 and 22 incest between sons and fathers concubines so they set up a tent for Absalom David's son on the palace roof and in the sight of everyone Absalom went in and had intercourse with his father's concubines Meaning fathers, uh, what to say? And he had relationship. Who? His son. Supposed to be a astaghfirullah. That's what the Bible says. Incest between brother and sister. And 2 Samuel 13 to 14. But the Amnon David's another son would not listen to her sister Tamar. And since he was stronger than she was, he overpowered her and raped her. How to rape? Teaching you to how to rape your sister. These are good lessons for the Bible. In the Bible for the Jews and the Christians. And now how the men, now the ayahs that I will read. First I read about Adam, then about the prophets and messengers. Now how, how we, we are mutilated or our psyche is destroyed by this shaitan. In Surah Shura 26 and 221 to 224. <laughs> Shall I give you the news on whom the shaitan, the satans descend? They, wicked, they descend on every lying wicked person. They encounter the hearing and the majority are liars. And on the poets who follow their tempters. Now in this ayah, Allah is telling to whom the shaitans descend. On the whom? To whom? To who are those people that the shaitans are descending on the people? It, shall I, Allah says, shall I give you the news on whom the shayateen, the satans descend? Whom to whom? They descend on every lying wicked person. A person who is lying continuously, he, Allah says, shayateens are descending on him. He is a wicked person, evil person. 
they encounter the hearing and the majority are liars so remember everybody lies but you must understand when you are lying who is descending on you is the shaitans so we should be watching we should, allah says the guidance is not for the lie to the eyes of allah also they lie they belie with the eyes of allah so they they continuously make a habit of lying to an extent they start start lying on the ayats belying the eyes of allah so what allah says it is the shaitan are descending on those who are liars who encounter the hearing they will not listen to the truth they are programmed of listening to the lies all the time they are ready to listen to any lie which is not based on fact and they start believing on it and this is how their psychology is disturbed and allah says further and the on the to the poets they follow their temptations now what is a allah is also telling to the that the, the, the shaitis are descending on the poets and the chapter is shura in, in arabic shura means poets in the quran allah says the shaitis are descending on a lying person and on a person who is on the poets what is a poetry and the people say the quran is also a poetry astaghfirullah quran is not a poetry poetry is something i am not a good at what is poetry but i have heard from the childhood everybody knows that they have to make a qafiya and, and balancing these some words rhymes. rhymes they rhymes the the sentences they make it a rhyme and in that rhyme they 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 rhyme a sentence not necessary it means the same thing it you understand the the choice of words are taken whenever a person writes a poetry it has to be in rhyme so what they do is a poet what the poet does is that he takes up words and try to give a sense to something which is an emotion or a feeling which does not have a meaning you cannot write an emotion believe me in your lifetime nobody can write anything about any feeling i will give you example but before what i let me explain to you what poetry is poetry they they rhyme the sentences when they rhyme it they make it in a rhyme position to so the words mean doesn't mean what is been said it becomes something else but they say this is what the meaning of a poetry is so every explainer of any uh, uh, stanza is different everybody explain differently because he perceives it or conceives it in a different manner so poetry is something that the choice of words are taken which does not which is not a factual statements which are based on falsehood which are words are used which does not mean what it means this is what poetry is in ashura 26 and 210 wama tanazzalat bihi shayatin wama yanbaghi lahum wama yastati'un innahum 'anis sami lama'zulun and the shaitan the satan has not descended with it with the message and it is not desirable for them and they do not have the capacity of the message they are definitely isolated about the hearing in these ayas allah is clarifying and then they say because they say it's a devil's book this book is basically a devil's book they don't want to read the quran so allah say it is not the satans have not descended with it the shaitan have not descended with the message of allah they cannot because they don't it is not desirable for them and they do not have the capacity to do it and they are definitely isolated about the hearing 
the shaitan themselves, even if they try to listen to the essence of the message of Allah, they are isolated. They cannot comprehend the essence of the message of Allah's ayahs. And the proof of this is, even the enmity of the Quran, people who are against Islam, against the truth in the Quran, they will never ever read the Quran and after reading the Quranic ayahs, they projected the verses, the internal evidence and make a mockery of it. Never. Have you ever heard about the Jew or a Christian or a Hindu or a Buddhist, any non-Muslim who read the Quranic text, take the essence and they can make a mockery of it. He will never do it. Because he is isolated of the hearing. He cannot comprehend to what to, what to argue. Because you read any book, you can control it, you can understand it and you can find faults in it. If you cannot understand it, how can you find a fault? The first thing is the shaitan cannot understand the ayahs of essence of the message of God. How can he contradict the book? Even if he tried to do so, he cannot. That is left at isolated from the book. Allah has said in, in this ayah that they are definitely isolated about the hearing. And wherever the Quran is being read or said or heard, he is not there. In at taqweer 81 Surah and 19 to 27. Surely this is the saying of an honorable messenger and it is not this with the saying of a shaitan stone. Then where are you going? It is nothing except the remembrance for the worlds. Now in this ayah Allah is saying this is Quran is the messenger, honorable messenger saying the Quran is the kalam or the word of Allah. Quran is the book of Allah, the kitab of Allah, the book of Allah. Quran is being revealed, is being sent down by Allah. Quran is being wahi, inspiration by Allah. But it is a saying or said by the messenger. All the time, I say, إِنَّهُ لَقَوْلُ رَسُولٍ كَرِيمٍ Surely this is the saying of an honorable messenger. I ask when I read, it is the saying of the honorable messenger. It is not the word of the messenger. It is not the word of the messenger. It is the saying of the messenger. وَمَا هُوَ بِقَوْلِ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ It is not the shaitan saying. Shaitan did not say it. So, so Allah says, فَأَيْنَ تَذْهَبُونَ Then where are you going? إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا ذِكْرُ لِلْعَالَمِينَ It is nothing except the remembrance for all worlds, for those people who want to take guidance. Otherwise, the shaitan has really misguided us altogether. Az-Zukhru 43, 36 and 37. Now we are coming, to these reverses I am reading is how the shaitan is misguiding general mankind. First it was Adam, then the messengers, and now general mankind I am reading. وَمَنْ يَعْشُوَ أَنْذِكْرِ الرَّحْمَانِ نُقَيِّدْ لَهُ شَيْطَانًا فَهُوَ لَهُ قَرِينَ وَإِنَّهُمْ لَيَسُدُّونَهُمْ عَنِ السَّبِيلِ وَيَعْسَبُونَ أَنَّهُمْ مُتَدُونَ And whoever is dim sighted about the remembrance of most gracious, we barter for him a shaitan, the Satan, so he will be connected for him. And they will definitely oppose them about the way, and they will calculate they are the guided ones. Now in this ayah Allah says, those who are dim sighted from the Quran, meaning people who do not no, this is the Quran I hold in my hope. A hide is a book. 
and when I read the ayahs of the Quran, and people who do not know the contents of this book, they are dim-sighted. They don't have the sight of the, the book. So let's say, وَمَنْ يَعْشُنْذِكْرِ رَحْمَانِ Whoever is dim-sighted about the remembrance of most gracious, who do not know the essence or the, what the contents are, we barter for him a shaitan, so he will be connected to him, for him. That means Allah will barter the messenger personality and he will give to him a shaitan. The shaitan is appointed on him. Who do not know the message of the book of Quran. This is the, the sentence in the ayat. And believe me, the majority of the people of the world, Muslims and non-Muslims, label Muslims and Muslims or whatever, these people do not know the contents of the message of Allah. The shaitan is appointed on him or bartered for him. And he is well connected to him. And these shayatins, they say they will definitely oppose them about the way of Allah and they will calculate they are the guided ones. This shaitan will not let you read the book. Do, will not let you understand the essence of the message of Allah's book. They will, they will oppose you. And we people are thinking we are the guided ones. This shaitan always makes you dim-sighted. Do not know the book. Do not know the essence. Do not, because the moment you know, you know the shaitan to catch hold of it. So this is what he is doing it. And he thinks he is right. He is guided right. Because he is on the opposite. He is sitting on the straight path. He is guiding you right. He thinks right. So now Allah is telling us how to remove this shaitan. Surah An-Nail 1698 to 100. فَإِذَا قَرَأْتَ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ إِنَّهُ لَيْسَ لَهُ سُلْطَانٌ عَلَى الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَلَى رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ إِنَّمَا سُلْطَانُهُ عَلَى الَّذِينَ يَتَوَلَّوْنَهُ وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ بِهِ مُشْرِكُونَ So when you read the Quran and seek Allah's protection from the shaitan, the Satan, the stone, surely he has no authority over those who believe and over those who put their trust over their Lord. Surely he has authority over those who make him as a protector and those who associate with him. In this ayah, Allah is telling us how to remove the shaitan on you. He's on you because he, Allah said that if you, you are dim-sighted, the shaitan is appointed. He's been bartered for on us. So Allah says, whenever you read the Quran, فَإِذَا قَرَاتَ الْقُرْآنِ فَاسْتَ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ Seek Allah's protection from the shaitan, the stone. So I read before also, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ I seek refuge with Allah from the shaitan, the stone. When I said this, I mean what I said. That I am fearful. I am afraid that he is there with, with, with my psychology. He is continuously trying to misguide me. Continuously trying to give me information in your mind which is not true. He will delude me. He will do so many. He will coming from the front. He is coming from the right. He is coming from the left. He is coming from behind. All the time he is sitting on the straight path. So I have to seek Allah's protection. فَإِذَا قَرَأْتَ الْقُرْآنِ Seek, whenever you read the Qur'an, seek Allah's protection. First is billah مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ So seek Allah's protection because He will not, not let you know the book. Because the zikr, He made our eyes dim-sighted about the book. And He's making us realize that you are on the straight path. Meaning you are not wrong. You are right. You are good. So he, how to open our eyes? So Allah says, whenever you read the Quran, meaning you must be conscious, conscious, whenever you are reading the Quran, 
you must know that the shaitan is there in my thoughts. He will, even, even the reading of the ayat, the concept of the ayat is being deluded by his concepts. You cannot understand the truth because he is deluding you. The, the moment you read, something else comes in your mind. So it's, it's a key continuous process. It's because he says further, إِنَّهُ لَيْسَ لَهُ سُلْطَانُ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ Surely the shaitan has no authority over those who believe and over those who put their trust over the Lord. Means you have to trust Allah that Allah will protect you when you are seeking His protection in the true sense. And if you will not do, to Allah says, surely His authority over those who make Him as a protector <coughs> and those who associate with Him. If you do not trust in Allah, if you do not believe in Allah, then the shaitan becomes an authority over you because you have taken him as a protector, his friend. <coughs> and he, you will associate with him. So his authority cannot be on those who put their trust on Allah when they say, A'udhu billahi min shaitan rajeem. I seek refuge with Allah from the shaitan, the stone, in the true sense, in the meanings of the words. Then only he is your protector and you are seeking is Allah's guidance. Surah Al-Araf 7 and Ayah 200 to 202. وَيَنْزَغَنَّكَ Satan to incitement, so seek refuge with Allah, surely He is all hearing, all knowing. Surely those who fear, when they are encircled from the touch of the shaitan, the Satan, they remember Allah, so they get the sight. Their brothers expand them in wrong and they do not relax. You see, what is an incitement? Shaitan is continuously trying to incite us, to incite us into wrong. So Allah says, seek refuge with Allah. So he is is hearing and all-knowing. But you must understand that there is a situation in life because this specific ayat, surely those who fear when they are encircled from the touch of the shaitan. When the shaitan has made you to commit some wrong and you become a part of that personality, whenever a person does something wrong, it becomes a part of your personality. You see, before I commit a wrong, if I have not committed a wrong, it is in my thoughts. It's just coming in my mind and I have not implemented on it. So I can have a war, I can fight with it, I can remove it, I can do. But suppose I commit something wrong which should not be done and I have done it. So now what happens, it, it encircles you again and again to, to, to do it continuously again wrong. So that those... When they are encircled from the touch of the shaitan, that shaitan has touched us, and then this is encircled by him. Continuously encircled means it is coming in my mind continuously. And they don't relax. They expand you and they don't relax. Continuously when you are, uh, some, some thought comes in your mind, and then you, you have done, realize it, now you, you don't want to do it, again he will bring your mind that you must do it, you must do it. He keeps on repeating those Thing in your mind so that you commit once again. Until you do it wrong, then the malama starts. And then you do it wrong, then again, then you stop, then you do it. It's a continuous process. So Allah says, when if you are incited from the Satan 
to incitement seek refuge with Allah surely is all hearing and knowing surely those who fear they remember Allah so they get the sight when they are encircled from the touch of the shaitan the shaitan encircles you continuously continuously so that your, your mind is encircled and you are all continuously stuck up now you have to remember Allah at that time you have to remember Allah so that you get the sight others you are blind how to get the sight that you must know the situation that you are into what is the incitement you must know the situation that this is the incitement that shaitan is bothering me now I must have an ayah as a masculine manner to strike with it this, this, the, the incitement that is going in your mind the thing that is going in my mind is the incitement from the Satan. I must know a corresponding ayah or an ayah verse where Allah is defining how to tackle in that situation. So if I know that's ayah and make sure that ayah is not by itself, I believe on that ayah and I implement on that ayah, then only the shaitanic encircle will be distorted. And their brothers, who the shaitanic brothers expand them in the wrong and they do not relax. Who? The shaitans. They don't relax. They are continuously hammering you with the feelings of wrong continuously. Until unless you take up an ayah and strike with that. Otherwise you cannot have satisfaction. You will have problems because this is continuously attacking you in the wrong. So how to take lesson? Their brothers expand them in the wrong and they do not relax. So these shaitans they don't take rest. They keep on bothering you continuously. And how Allah says that you have remember Allah. How to remember Allah means that ayat. That specific ayat that is bothering you. That will encounter that thought process. If you take that ayah into, into consideration. You must have an ayah to consider that ayah and belief and practice. Then only you can stop. Otherwise it will keep in your mind coming and again and again and again and again. And they will not even relax. <clears throat> Surah Al-Mu'minu 23, 96 to 98. Repel the ills or the hurts with what which is good. We know very well with what they describe and say, Oh my Lord, I seek refuge with you from the spurs of shayateen, the satans. And I seek refuge with you, O oh my Lord, they attend me. In this verse, the, the Arabic word is hamazat is shaitan. Shaitan. The, in the Arabic, in the translation, is the spurs, spurs of the shayateen. You know, they, they say, in the spur of the moment, I did this wrong. In Urdu, ishtiyal. In a spur of moment you did something or you acted upon something and then after that you realize it, I did it wrong. But it was too late, the shaitan did it. So Allah says they repel the ills with what which is good. We know very well with what they describe. And say, oh my Lord, I seek refuge with you from what? From the spurs of the shaitan. Spur of the moment you will do wrong. In a spur of the moment. Impulsive action. It's part of the moment you did it all. Who, who made you do it? Shaitan. Normally, as if you were in peace of mind, but immediately, 
in a spur of moment he he made you realize you did it in a spur of moment you did wrong so we are continuously continuously asking and say oh my lord i seek refuge with you from the spurs of the shayateen so you remember these ayas and keep on reciting before the situation arises because this is a spur of moment you will not let you think impulsive action they will not let you think before the action that starts you must keep this ayat in your mind with belief that i can be agitated i can be irritated i can be in a spur of moment i will use such filthy dirty languages i will become a nonsense to everybody this is what it says and i seek this is you must remember say oh my lord i seek refuge with you from the spurs of the shaitan and i seek refuge with you oh my lord they are continuously attending me is there ready all the time yes okay like like the jinn what do you want what do you how how how, how can i irritate you how can how can i uh, put you into impulsive action spur in the moment you start doing continuously continuously uh, this is you can't live without it as if my life is ba- i can't live in peace in life until i hurt somebody i hurt somebody and get irritated and i do the blasting from somebody i cannot live in a nice way this i become like this this is what is a khabis act you know what is the allah se tayyab people and bad people khabis means continuously evil on others putting remarks badness to others continuously what is the purpose i can't live nicely nicely happily no no then how can you expect this? they say okay we'll go in the fire we'll we'll face the fire also we will live in the fire we'll we'll have patience on the fire also because you are continuously here you are like this how can you be there different you 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 are programming your mind into that anyway so now al furqan 25 and 25 26 these are two three verses related to the day of judgment that here allah is educating us in these ayats now that what will happen on the day of judgment wa yawma tashaqqaqu as-samaa'u bil ghamam wa nuzzila al-malaa'ikatu tanzila al-mulku yawma idhin al-haqqu lir-rahman وَكَانَ يَوْمًا عَلَى الْكَافِينَ يَعْسِيرًا And the day the sky split up with clouds and the angels are sent down descending. That day the kingdom of truth shall be for the merciful. And that day become very difficult over the rejecters. That day the sky will split up with clouds and the angels are sent down descending. That day the kingdom of truth shall be for the merciful. And the day will become very difficult over the rejecters. this is referring to a particular day when the kingdom of allah will be established our chance of amending will be finished this is the time you can amend you can improve now but that day that is the judgment day the angels are descending and the kingdom of truth established and that day the, the rejectors on the day will be very difficult over the rejectors and now what will happen the shaitan will say in surah ibrahim 14 and 22 verse <clears throat> وقال الشيطان لما قضي الامر ان الله وعدكم وعد الحق ووعدتكم فاخلفتكم وما كان لي عليكم من سلطان الا ان دعوتكم فاستجبتم لي فلا تلوموني ولوموا انفسكم ما انا بمسخكم وما انتم بمسخيا اني كفرت بما اشركتموني من قبل ان الظالمين لهم عذاب اليم and the shaitan the satan says when the order is complete surely allah promised you the promise of truth and i promise you then i oppose you 
and it was for not for me from the any authority over you except to call you you answered me so you do not blame me and blame your soul psyche self i am not with your screens and you are not with my screens surely i reject with what you have been associating me from before surely for the oppressor is a grievous punishment <clears throat> you see in this aya if you if you really know this at this moment you know the people talk about trusting other person i trust you and you trust me and this business of trusting you see this aya if you know then when people have relationships in life and they you mr i had a mistrust on you and this trust was broken many in many situation in life you see this is how the shaitan we know this now today at this from this very aya that shaitan is a not to be trusted he is deluding us he is befooling us he is a he is doing all these things and knowingly still we are trusting him look it says very clearly that shaitan says when the order is complete whenever shaitan says something and you have done something wrong that order is been complete on the day of judgment and today also in this world whenever he make sure that you have committed the wrong his order is completed when you have acted upon his invitation when you have acted upon his invitation to shaitan says when he says when the order is complete surely allah promise you the promise of truth immediately he becomes against you you understand this the moment you commit any wrong that means the order of shaitan is complete he ordered you he made invited you he, he you you responded and you did wrong so he said surely allah promise you the truth and i promise you then i oppose you and then i oppose you and it was not for me from the any authority over you except to invite you to call you to do wrong except to invite you to do wrong you answered me you responded me so you do not blame me blame yourself this is shaitan talking to you you are dying for him he is talking to you don't blame me blame yourself because you will get hurt you will be burned in fire in this world and in the after it is your life is a miserable life your own life is a miserable life not somebody else he is responding you back that do not blame me blame yourself your own psyche blame yourself because you are doing all the time you are listening to me the shaitan astaghfirullah he is saying to you i am not with your screams no matter you scream to your top of your voice i am not with your screams and you are not with my screams because i am also crying loudly what for each other what for surely i reject with what you have been associating me from before this shaitan is talking to you he is saying to me i reject with what you have been associating me from before surely for the oppressor is a grievous punishment so why are you victim and why are you a servant of this shaitan so allah says in surah yasin 30 this is all the day of judgment and here also surah yasin 36 60 to 63 alam ah اعهد اليكم يا بني ادم الا تعبدوا الشيطان انه لكم عدو مبين ونعبدوني هذا صراط مستقيم ولقد اضل منكم جبلا كثيرا افلم تكونوا تعقلون هذه جهنم 
to implement it in it and practice in it. Nobody else can do this for you. You have to do it for your own. So that is why he says, you will see, you will bite your hands on that. You alone will say that I should have taken the way with the messenger. That you have to do it. Your masculine manner you have to develop. Alas, I would have not taken so and so as a friend. All the time I was friendly to him, the devil, the Satan. You listened to all your life. He crippled you, made you a miserable life and made you a non-coop here. And end result is the finally is hellfire. But now he, he says without doubt he has led you astray about the remembrance after it came to me. This is for all of you. That the message you have are doing it after the message has come to you. Not before. Before you are ignorant. Before we are all ignorant. Now here he says without doubt he has led me astray without about the remembrance after it came to me after the message has come to you after the understanding of the essence of the message of Allah's ayahs and today the shaitan and before also you've been hearing these ayahs has come to you you are misguided after the message came to you on that day you will not say I was blind no you had the remembrance without doubt he the shaitan has led me astray about the remembrance after it came to me and the shaitan is a forsaken forsaken for man you must understand it is not the only the ignorance it is we who are getting the essence of the message of Allah's ayahs and once we understand it still the shaitan misguided you okay first I read the dua of Ayyub al-Islam Surah Al-Anbiya 21 and Ayah 83 and Ayyub when he called his Lord that distance has touched me and you are most merciful of those who are merciful this is one, 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 one we must also understand the confession you see the, 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 the problem is we don't even confide we, if we do not confess to Allah that we did wrong the shaitan is so clever that he's not even realizing you that he said no you're not doing wrong you are right. The other person is wrong. So Allah says, That he confesses, Oh my Lord, the distance had touched me. In the previous ayah of Ayyub al-Islam, he said that the, uh, Islam, that the shaitan has touched me with portion and punishment. He, be, he confesses that he has done it to me. Not that he don't even confess that I, no, shaitan is doing me this thing. You have to confess. Ayyub, when Ayyub he called his Lord that distress has touched me. Here he says. And the previous ayah I read about Ayyub al-Islam. He said the shaitan has touched me with a portion and a punishment. You have to confess. That somebody Allah shaitan is doing you wrong. He's putting you on the wrong path. Continues. You have to confess yourself. That this is where I am stuck up. And he's doing, make me, making me realize that I'm doing wrong. You have to admit first. That distress has touched me and you are the most merciful and those who are merciful. And in Surah Al-Araf 7 and Ayah 23, this is Adam and his pair says this. Adam and his pair, they are also confessing. They said, the both, Adam and his pair, both of them said, O oh our Lord, we have oppressed our souls and if you do not have forgiveness for us, and mercy for us definitely will be from the losers. Now this is Adam and his pair is saying 
that O oh our Lord, we have oppressed our souls. Both of them are admitting to Allah that we have oppressed our souls. That Allah, we have oppressed our souls. That we have done wrong. We have to admit. Once we admit that we have oppressed, you do not, if you do not have forgiveness for us and mercy for us, definitely we will be from the losers. So we, this ayah is, if you remember this ayat, Arabic, قَالَ رَبَّنَا ظَلَمْنَا أَنفُسَنَا وَإِلَّمْ تَغْفِلْ لَنَا وَتَرْحَمْنَا لَنَكُونَنَّ مِنْ الْخَاسِرِينَ But no implementation. So what happened? Nothing. In life, you have to amend. In life, you have to correct. If you can do this in life, these ayahs are a mercy from Allah and as a forgiveness from Allah and you will not be from the loser. But you remember the ayat, you remember the Arabic text, you remember the reference. But in life you are leading the life of under the shaitanic influences. What is the purpose? The purpose is to remember and take guidance now at this situation. So this is how I end this lecture with all the other questions and answers. Putting the topic, you are most welcome. Thank you. Thank you. When Adam realized the ills in the garden, then they say he sews the, sews the leaves of the tree. Now what are the leaves of the tree that he has sown? <laughs> Because I we also keep on doing ills and we want to yes. correct them. Yes. So this is what we have been taught want, that yes, so the leaves know. of yes. the tree. Yeah. What are these leaves of the tree? Okay. Actually, otherwise, we, generally we understand by the garden. The garden, you understand this garden? Yeah. The, there yeah. are the leaves of the tree. But uh, this whole uh, system of the ayahs that are describing about the garden and about the tree is, is, is something, to, an example. So what I will do is, I will refer to, to one or two ayats. And uh, uh, page number 27, ayah al-Araf 7, I will read for you and then we'll... فَدَلَّاهُمَا بِغُرُورُ فَلَمَّا ذَاقَ الشَّجَةَ بَدَدْ لَهُمَا سَوْآتُهُمَا وَطَفِقَا يَغْسِفَانِ عَلَيْهِمَا مِنْ وَرَقِ الْجَنَّةِ مِنْ وَرَقِ الْجَنَّةِ وَنَادَاهُمَا رَبُّهُمَا أَلَمْ أَنْهَكُمَا أَنْ تِلْكُمَا الشَّجَرَةِ وَأَقُلْ لَكُمَا إِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ لَكُمَا عَدُوٌّ مُبِينٌ Then with delusion he made evident to both of them then they tasted the tree of so that the ills appeared and they began to sue over them the leaves from the garden and the Lord called them Did I not forbid you about the tree? And I said Surely the shaitan is a clear enemy for both of you. In the Arabic is waraqa. Warak, warakil jannah, the leaves of the garden. But the garden that I was describing, if you just, I will just go and explain to you the garden in Surah Taha 20, 118 and 119, page 23. The garden that is referred, Inna laka alla taju'u fiha wala ta'ara, wa annaka la tadma'u fiha wala tadha. Surely you are not to be hungry and naked in the garden. In it. And then it says, Surely you are not to be thirsty and victim in the garden. So in that, the garden that is referred to in the ayah, that I explained that you will not be hungry for power, you will not be hungry for kingdom. That is the condition of the garden. And once do not go near the tree, if you go near there, you will be one of the oppressors. You understand what Allah says that, Ya Adam Skun Anta, O Adam, you and your pair, 
remain in the garden and eat of the garden whatever you wills and do not go near that tree and that tree if you go then you will be one of the oppressors but what is that garden is explained in these ayahs that you will not be hungry in it you will not be uh, uh, naked and you will not so now when we went near the tree we will be oppressors so now when we were oppressors we did something wrong so by what we are trying to hide ourselves because we became you will not be naked you became naked when you do a wrong act you are naked right and then you you are hunger for power also you would like to have power and kingdom then you would like to have you will be victim also then you have to have knowledge quest of knowledge so from for what you will try to hide the wrongs that i did the the act that i did wrong i am trying to hide of the leaves of the garden same thing that that secured me i am using the same thing again we are in a way out of the garden whether you cover by the leaves we are out of the garden that is what allah says to you the guidance will come imma yatiyannakum minni hudan faman tabiya hudaya fala khaufun alayhim wala hum yazun then there will comes to you a guidance and whoever takes the guidance from the message that means that is we are out of the garden we are no more in the garden so we are now using this information that has been given to us by allah to finally enter into the garden again all of us are out of the garden so we cover by the leaves or what we are out of the garden i am trying to explain this okay assalam alaikum assalam my name is gulnar khanam uh, so my question is from um uh, is from surah sad and it is uh, can you clarify whether iblis is from jinn or angels the first portion of the lecture okay now uh, this is a basically a concept which Uh, generally people think there's a confusion going on in the world that why, either the it is from jinn or or malaika this iblis was a jinn or a malaika angel so we read the nayas that was referred to the angels to bow for adam or the angels were asked to bow for bashar who has got the spirit now the question is <clears throat> all the angels bow down except the iblis so iblis is understood clearly that it was order was given to the angels not to the jinns the jinns were not asked to bow down for adam but there is an i will refer to two two ayas or three ayas where generally concept is that people think that that it is referred to the jinns how i will explain uh, i am reading from surah al-baqarah 2 and ayah 34 وَإِذْ قُلْنَا لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ اسْجُدُوا لِآدَمَ فَسَجَدُوا إِلَّا إِبْلِيسَ I I stop here the ayat is not complete I read the translation when we said to the angels bow down for Adam or prostrate for Adam they all prostrated except Iblis I read it from surah al-baqarah 2 and ayah 34 now I read the surah kaf 18 50 ayat وَإِذْ قُلْنَا لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ اسْجُدُوا لِآدَمَ فَسَجَدُوا إِلَّا إِبْلِيسَ Exactly same. In Arabic, same. So I read the translation and when the angels said uh, for the Adam to prostrate, when Allah says, no, when we said for the angels to bow down or prostrate for Adam, they all prostrated except Iblis. This وَإِذْ قُلْنَا لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ اسْجُدُوا لِآدَمَ فَسَجَدُوا إِلَّا إِبْلِيسَ is constant in both the ayahs. Except, same no difference now in surah al-baqarah 2 and ayah 
34, it's, further it says, Aba was takbara, which means that he, he denied and she, she sought greatness, the, the Iblis sought greatness. Wakana minal kafirin, and he became from the rejectors. Wakana minal kafirin, he became from the rejectors. And in, 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 in Surah Al-Baqarah 18, and it's uh, say 50, Kana minal jinni, Kana minal jinni, Fafasaqa an amri rabbi, amri rabbi. In the, in the Arabic is Kana minal jinni, in the Surah Al-Kahaf 18 and Ayah 50. And in the, in Baqarah 2 and 34 is, Wakana minal kafirin. So it means that when he rejected, he became from the rejectors. He became from the rejectors. So whatever he was angel, when he denied Allah's ayahs, so he wakana minal kafirin, he became from the rejectors. Same in Arabic is kana minal jinni. So he became from the jinns. He was not a jinn, he was not a kafir. You follow what I'm saying? He's not a kafir, he was not a rejecter. When he did not obey Allah's command, he became from the rejectors, he became from the jinns. Now, what is the creation of the jinn? And what is the creation of Iblis or the shaitan? Shaitan says that you have made him from the, no, you have made him from, from the clay, clay, clay and made me from fire. fire. And in Arabic he used nar. In Arabic he used nar. So they say he was a jinn. The, the people are saying that he was a jinn. So to solve the situation, Allah has created the jinns from something. I refer to, you wrote, you wrote down these references in Surah, <clears throat> in Surah uh, Ar-Rahman, Surah Rahman, in Surah 55 Surah and Ayah 15 and Surah Al-Hijr 15 Surah Al-Hijr and Ayah 27 now I will just read those verses once and then we will discuss وَخَلَقَ الْجَانَّ مِن مَارِجٍ مِن نَارِ and the translation of Abdullah usually is he created the jinns from the fire of free of smoke that is the translation of uh, Abdullah Yusuf Ali. it says the, the Arabic would be Mimarijim Minnar. Allah, Allah says that He created the jinns. Now, the creation of jinns is that He created the jinns from fire? No. He did not create the jinns from fire. Mimarijim Minnar. From a smokeless fire, the translation of Abdullah Yusli. Marij in Arabic is like you have heard the word Marjan. Marjan, you understand? Marjan? What is Marjan? Coral? Coral stones. Coral. Corals. You understand in Arabic? It's corals. So Marjan, Marij is same words from, from corals. So it says from the corals, the fire from the corals. And if he, uh, the translation would be, a sm- the Abdullah usually translates smokeless fire, a fire without a smoke. Or I am saying, because Maraj has come from the root letter Maraja, so it says from the corals, corals, if a fire has been made from the corals, you understand? From the corals. 
jinns are created from the corals fire if no you don't put the corals into fire no if a fire is been made from the corals that as is the creation of the jinns so you understand what i'm saying the fire that can be produced from the corals is is what allah is talking about then another is anaya was alhijr 1527 wal janna khalaqnahum min qablu min naris samum and the jinn we have created before from the fire of scorching wind now in this eyes min naris samum min naris samum that was min marijin minnar two different ayats are mentioned in the whole quran which is defining the creation of the jinns min marijin minnar min the corals from the fire and min min qab min naris samum the samum word means masam you understand masam in arabic means in english means pores who said pores pores some some uh, masam masam pores so uh, uh, here the the, the 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 creation we are leading the creation of the jinns it says that fire is like from the porous fire meaning that the pore from uh, the fire coming from the pores but iblis did not say that he said i am made from fire only fire he said you understand what i'm saying iblis did not say i am made from a porous fire i am made from sulfur fire or a coral's fire he said i am made of fire he is made of tin the sand you understand so but the jinns are made of a fire that is being produced by corals and the fire that comes through the pores the jinns are created and how it is we don't know like we are created from turab how we don't know we are created from tin how we don't know we are created from water how we don't know there are so many things we don't know but we should not put something into the quran which is not there now the next ayat 51 i am reading ma ashhadtuhum khalaqa samawati والارض ولا خلق انفسهم وما كنت متخذ المضلين عددا الله says i call them not to witness the creation of the skies and the earth i can call them not to witness the creation of the skies and the earth nor their own creation وما اشدتم خلق السماوات والارض ولا خلق انفسهم now that means that no one is a witness to his own creation how i was created allah says you do not have a witness you were not a witness to your own creation nor you were a witness to the creation of the skies and the earth so how did iblis said that you created me from fire how so he is deluding you he is deluding you So this means that uh, uh, Surah Sa'ad thirty-eight seventy-six was just an argument by uh, Iblis to confront Allah. Not Allah. And to confront, yes. No, no, not Allah. Delude us. Okay. Not Allah. Allah knows that what he was. He was deluding us, us, the human okay. beings. Okay. 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 Assalamualaikum. I have done this. Thank you.